Obscenity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Uh, I feel like fucking shit. (laughs) Uh, Up top announcement, we're going to compress tonight's show just a little bit. We're going to take an hour of calls, hop into our email questions. We're going to shave off a half hour, basically. Blonde is um, not feeling particularly well. And I was telling you before we're live, um, I'm, I'm just very tired. Uh, I, I've been off the internet all day today, which is welcome. Uh, I took a, a trip with my dad and my wife, and we went biking into Yellowstone, which you can do this time of year. They close off the roadway to well, the the uh, roads in winter are closed off to cars, regardless. But for a couple weeks in the spring, you can bike and walk in there without cars, which is a really cool opportunity because you're just biking through wild America, which is awesome. But on the way back. We got stuck behind a Yellowstone traffic jam, which is a herd of bison just walking down the road. <laughs> really? And, you know, <laughs> you're not just going to you're not just going to blast through that. That's a risk you'd rather not take. So we're just kind of walking leisurely behind this bison herd. And um, eventually a park ranger comes up in a SUV and says, hey, uh, I'm going to I'm going to get through this. Do you want me to escort you through the through this bison jam? Kind of reluctantly, like, all right, sure. The idea being just stayed nice and tight by the car. and So you're on your bikes. Yeah, you're we were walking. outside of the car uh, on bikes. Ooh. Stay tight with the car, move through the spice. And I'm talking like at least 50, probably 100 bison. We're not talking like three. All right. The whole herd is on the road. Yikes. And um, so <laughs> as soon as the SUV starts moving and we're kind of getting closer and closer, I said to my wife, I'm like, I think this is a bad idea. She's like, well, we could stop. We could wait. And I said, no, now we're in it. We can't. We can't go back. We're basically yeah, surrendered. Too late. And I, once we were in it, I realized I just trusted a chick cop with my life. Because this, <laughs> this is a female park ranger. Not that she did that bad of a job. But she was kind of driving. She drove in a way that was very difficult to manage as far as keeping tight with the car. Because she's yeah. kind of moving fast and swerving and it just you couldn't really bike and you couldn't really walk. It was at that perfect pace. Oh, so there so we are, bad. like, you know, I'm I'm like 10, 15 feet from the car. I got bison on all sides of me within like 10 feet and there's nowhere I can go. And eventually we did get through it. But it was like two to three minutes of of navigating through a bison herd Terrible. on foot with nothing but a park ranger car in the general vicinity. I mean, this is like reach out and touch wild bison with your hand. I've never been that close. I mean, I've been reasonably close to them before, but this was way too close for comfort. And um, yeah, but we got through fine. We didn't die. Nobody got gored. But man, it was such a cool experience to just be in a herd of wild bison moving with them. That's a once in a lifetime thing and the irony is if a park ranger ever caught us doing that ourselves we would be in big trouble we'd probably oh, be yeah, fined yeah. but because well, i did it with the escort uh of a a park ranger it's totally okay to women 
I, I thought for a second, I thought, man, if something bad happens here and I have to confess to the Internet that I trusted my life to a chick cop and I got gored by a bison as a result. <laughs> this is this can't be my fate. I have to focus. Um, no, I wouldn't say it was like a panic moment, but it was like a, you know, heart, heart pumping. I freaking out. Yeah. Like, OK, this is definitely a little uh, a little more than I expected here. So anyway, um, great story. Compelling Why and rich. Why couldn't you get into her car? I don't know if she had enough room. It was like a Chevy Suburban type car. Maybe all the bikes would have fit, but she didn't offer that. She just said, I'm going through. Do you want an escort? And it was kind of a decide in the moment. And we had been behind this bison herd for probably a half hour, 45 minutes, just walking probably 50 yards behind them and trying to get out of there. You know, got a got a show to do when I get back. It's very important, very important business No, um, But it was a really cool experience. I, I would not do it again, but it was a cool experience to have. Anyway, so I'm I'm very tired. You're you know, you've got some kind of uh, illness going on. We're going to call it a short show tonight, which means I'm going to skip all the formalities other than that great and compelling story I just told. And we're going to hop right into the calls. Wait, first, have you gotten into this like kitty illness phase of your child's life where they're sick constantly? No, he's never been sick, actually. Oh, God. Well, it's coming every six to eight weeks. Not my boy. He's very healthy. Oh, whatever. All kids are sick. <laughs> All of my friends unvaccinated breastfed till four kids are like. Hmm. He hasn't yet reached like the that. stage where he can get his hands into every grubby little thing. So I'm oh, sure that disgusting. day will come. Disgusting. All right. First up is uh, the name. Well, it's a now an infamous one. Chief Slingin' Beef. Chief Slingin' Beef. You there? Slingin' Beef. What's on your mind? Hi. Hey, guys. What, uh, what's, what's on your mind tonight? I don't know. It's nice to be a. There's another Southerner on the show now. Uh, who's that? Uh, Dale. Dale's the other Southerner. Oh, of course. Yeah, but we have more than one Southerner there. I guess That's just with the, the real twang, like the real obvious twang. You guys might be. Yeah, I have the real. I have the real twang because I'm from yeah. Southern Tennessee. So yeah. Also, we're, we're uh, fighting tornadoes. So if um I get off the phone really fast, we we <laughs> might be dead. So. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So. I already sent in my um my super chat that I was going to talk to y'all last week, but I didn't get through. So about uh, if this part of the country broke off from y'all, then you would move here. Wouldn't move here, or would you? If y'all would be stuck there and be the minority, so yeah. Um, if I if I yeah if I get the promise of being left alone by these people, I'll go for sure. I'll be there. I don't know about Lauren. I think she hates Hicks so much. I think she would actually live with Rebel. <laughs> You know, I do hate Hicks, but um, we're going to we're going to have to rely on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am one. So uh, let's let's go with white pill shit. Um, OK. What what month was Emmeline born? My son was born in March 2020. So June. I, I don't care. It don't matter. It, it, my son was in between both of y'all's kids. OK. That's what matters. <laughs> All right. So, I told you, I actually seen a thing last time. uh time before last i was listening to y'all right before my son was born my wife was in labor and we were listening to y'all while she was in labor so well thank you for oh, that. really i appreciate yeah. it yeah uh march 17th 2020 my son is a saint patrick's day boy oh that's very cool yeah so i don't know i don't have anything else to talk to you guys about all right because i already <laughs> got my wad last time so all right well thanks for that and it's probably i'm trying to do a, a compressed show tonight so i'll probably keep them quicker moving anyhow but um 
Well, but thank have a you. good night, guys, yeah. and uh, blessed be your children. All right, watch out for you those too. twisters, man. We'll catch you next time. We will. Say bye. See ya. Oh, it's coming? Okay, bye. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll wait if you have it. No, no, there's tornadoes coming, so we're going. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what you meant. I thought there was a bye coming. Okay, thank you. Uh, catch you next time. Okay, next up is Witwat. Witwat, yeah. are you there? Yes. Um, so I might be one of the only viewers who can say this, but technically, I've been in a movie with Alec Baldwin and <laughs> Will Smith. Okay, I, I definitely want to hear about that. Your mic is coming through really soft for me. I don't know if there's any way to get closer to it or bump it, but I've got you Did up you get shot? all the way. I got shot. No. <laughs> so I was an extra in oh, there we go. film concussion uh, that was filmed uh, in my in the city near me. And tactically, they're both in that movie, and you can see myself like three seconds. I'm really blurry. But my theory, my theory, is that concussion has a curse on it. So all these actors who are in that movie. They're all cursed, and uh, it's just going right down the line. Man. Well, is it right just Will line. Smith and uh, and Alec Baldwin, or are there others? Oh, there there's other actors in it, but but are there I, other cursed ones? I should say. Will Smith is not cursed. He's just a motherfucker. Although I'm starting to think this is fake. Really? No, no, it's not fake. I don't know. Chris he, Rock kind of. I don't know. I kind of think he that they leaned in was weird. Yeah, but. I kind of think that they just knew that nobody was going to watch this Zog propaganda. And so they just were like, let's make it interesting by showing people how violent black people actually are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it just made me. So wait, so wait, 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 wait. It was a plot yeah. to demonstrate the black community's propensity to violence. That was the plot. Yeah. Okay. There's some. I just want to be clear. Scam going on. I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's not obvious, but there's some <laughs> angle. Alec okay. Baldwin's behind it. He's behind it he, all. Somehow he's behind this, yes. Okay. Yeah. Will Smith was supposed to have a gun, but he forgot it. <laughs> I think that was it. I When I first, obviously it happened when we were live on Sunday, and I didn't see it until after the stream. And when I first watched it without the commentary afterward, I thought maybe it was fake. But what convinced me that it was real was Will yelling from the audience about keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth or whatever he was saying. And Chris, uh, Chris Rock's reaction seemed pretty genuinely shocked in an awkward way. Like if you were going to write yeah. it, it wouldn't have come off as awkward and weird as it did. That was my initial reaction as well. Yeah. He took that slap like a champ, though. Well, I thought I it was a punch it, at man. first, and then you watch it, and it's clearly a slap it's in slow motion. It's so much worse than a punch. Like, you bitch slapped somebody? Yeah. No. Well, does a bitch slap have to be backhand? Are there rules on that? Like, this was... No, I don't think so. I don't know. It was open hand, forehand. That was the form. Spent his entire life cultivating this, like, nice guy image destroyed in one second of, like, being a crazy black dude. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I started hating him at the Scientology stuff. Isn't he into that? Yeah, and then he's in this weird open... Is he a Scientologist? I actually don't know. I don't know his religion, but the the marriage to his wife is very bizarre, yeah. And then his wife's a dumb cunt, too. You know, she tried to get me to come on her show a few years ago. What? what? Okay, so I get an email from Jada Pinkett Smith's assistant. 
What? And she's like, we want to fly you out to L.A. to talk about race relations for her show, like red, red table discussions or something. What? Like that. You were invited to be on that? I Why was. Will Smith yes. was on it and they talked about their open relationship on that show. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. And so I emailed the back and I was like, here, con- here's Ben Shapiro's contact information. <laughs> OK, new theory. Blonde is behind it all. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was this? Was this all a scam to. Uh, to prop up your reach and image. Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to do that. She would just be yelling at me for an hour. It probably was something of a trap, like uh, like John Stewart's show. Did you see that clip this week? Uh-uh. Oh, just John Stewart had it. Has I guess he has this new show on Apple TV, and it was it's called the problem with John Stewart. I'm not sure the format, but this week's episode was the problem with white people. And they had Andrew Sullivan on to be basically like, I don't know, white people aren't that bad. And also, I'm not responsible for the wrongs of the past. And they all just flogged him and called him a racist. I wasn't going to do it. Okay, this was August 10th, 2020. I'm trying to reach out to Rebecca and wonder if this is a good email address. I'm a producer for Jada Pinkett Smith's show. Red Table Talk was interested in speaking, Rebecca, about coming on an upcoming episode in L.A. What? I just said, why? An upcoming episode. You never told me this. I didn't. I was I don't like, think so. An upcoming episode on racialism. Red Table Talk is hoping to connect with a few figures who have opinions on the subject in order to have a respectful, educational conversation on yeah, the I matter. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's what that was going to be. And I said, no, thanks. <laughs> Here's the contact information for Richard Spencer, although that guy sucks. But I bet Ben Shapiro would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they respond to that? He said, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Anyone wow. else you would recommend? Okay. If you go on that show and call her G.I. Jane, I will give you $50. <laughs> I don't know if the invitation still stands. No, Maybe you should was, inquire. No, it was two years ago. It, yeah. They just were trying to get some like low-level people on to, to get yelled at by a tiny, sure. bald black woman. All <clears> right, <throat> Mr. Witwat, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we let you go? Bill Murray isn't funny. Thank <gasps> you. All right. You can have a half hour more if you want to describe. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was he was in another movie that was set in my hometown. It was awful. It was terrible. Hate All right. It. Well, thank you. And um, <laughs> congratulate. Well, I hope you're not cursed from your movie cameo, but. Um, oh, I think I am. It's oh, too well. late for me. I'm All right. To the deep. Well, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Man, now I wish I would have gone on it. I'd be having this like um, this this secondary fame. <laughs> well, I. If you told me that, I completely forgot. I, I'm I, sure I told you about it. That's, I feel like you would have, but I don't I have no memory of that. Uh, Shuffler, yeah, are you there? I'm, do that. I'm here. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Thanks so, for calling. What's on your mind? Yeah, one of the, the topics I'd like to talk about is, well, because we hear like January 6th so much is like an important date, but there's also another important date that I think uh, is February 25th. Okay. And on on February 25th, Lauren Chen, a.k.a. Roaming Millennial, and Sydney Watson both came out with, an, like independently, as far as I can tell, with videos on their channel that are about not supporting the police. Like, Lauren's was, hmm. should we back the blue? And when you watch the video, like, the answer is clearly no. And Sydney Watson's was, uh, back the blue, not anymore. So I just think that it's an important turning point uh, that historically speaking, it's the right who end up supporting the police. And it looks to me like the the right is finally realizing that the establishment 
which is really who the police work for, are not really on, on your side and that they are turning against the the police. And I think that it's something, uh, it's certainly worth making a note. And I'd le- just like to read a Michael Malice quote here, which sure. he's like the anarchist that's uh, largely against, like, obviously the police. And his uh, quote is, laws would be nothing more than letters to Santa Claus without the police. So... Well, yeah. If you're against, yeah, if you're against a big oppressive government, I, I find it odd that you're going to be someone who uh, will then enforce all of the oppression upon you. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, maybe you have. I, I've been wanting to talk to somebody more of this perspective um, recently because people have been calling about this, and I don't want to go absolutist on either side of this. It depends on. The police officer, it depends on the law that's being enforced. There are unjust laws. There's unjust enforcement of the laws. But on the other side of it, uh, to the extent that we agree, if we agree that government has some legitimate purpose and there are just laws to be enforced by somebody, if we were to remove policing as a legitimate government activity, would the administration of justice be purely a private enterprise or how how do you handle criminals in the, the anarchist world? If that's a fair way to characterize it, who's, who's going after them? Who's bringing them to justice? I think there's really like two ways to answer that. First, I'm not an anarchist and I I think it would be best if we had a society that had police officers, but it's more that under our current society, like what type of person wants to be like, Oh, this government, the, the rules that they make should be enforced upon the, the people. And I just find it hard to identify with someone who thinks like, yeah, we should be uh, arresting people for walking into the Capitol when they're waved in by the police. And like that one guy even like got driven to suicide yeah. who just walked in and, and took pictures. But um, and the other way to answer your question is like who would deal with, with the criminals? Well, a lot of the, the reason why we can have criminals is because the police essentially protect them. Because if you had like a bunch of criminals in your neighborhood and that they were going around like breaking into people's homes and burglarizing them, like I think that without the police, these people would get killed. But because we have the police, uh, the people that would be killing them would be like, oh, I'm uh, I'm afraid of if I were to, to kill these horrible people that the police would come and they'd either kill me or, or arrest me. So I think that... Like most people don't want to be criminals and destroy their society. We just wouldn't have evolved that way. But right. some people do. Yeah. And those people and it, would, would just be taken care of. I, I agree that police are not always necessary for the administration of justice. I just wonder how do we decide what killings are just and what ones aren't without some force to stop or apprehend criminals and then make that assessment of their guilt in say a court of law. If it's just, if it's just shooting people to bring them to justice, that can be correct. But there's a lot of, my worry is there's a lot of room for error. There's a lot of mistakes to be made in such a situation. And we better reform the police force. Well, I I agree. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Reform of the government and reform of the courts and reform of the police. I'm just saying like yeah. under our current society, you know, our court system is largely a, a giant circus. Like you walk into the courtroom, you think you have rights and you think you have you like don't. this constitution. The the judge 
the judges actually have what's called absolute immunity or, or what I call absolute absurdity in that they can just violate your rights and there's no consequences for them. So, yeah, yeah the, the, in that the, the courts actually gave themselves this immunity and they just said, oh, the founding fathers probably believed that this was a thing. Like, And it just shows that we don't have any rights if you can walk into a courtroom and you can point out, oh, it says right here in the Constitution like this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. And you, you can't not also can they not be arrested for violating your civil rights under the color of law. You can't even sue them. So yeah. it, it's just it, it's a, a giant joke. And like the idea that anyone wants to enforce this government upon the people is just like not something I would call a moral person. Uh, yeah. Although I, I mean, the, the only the only solution I can see outside of the abolition that you're talking about is is the original design of making sure that police power is strictly reserved to the states, and and even within the localities within the states, it's much easier to bring a bad judge or a bad police officer to accountability when it's your yeah. neighbor down the street who's a member of your community than it is some fed boy from dc who doesn't care about your town doesn't care about your state really has no connection to the people there at all i know it doesn't eliminate the possibility for bad actors but at least the prospect for accountability is higher if we if we grant the premise that there is some legitimate law enforcement purpose or value to government or the state then then that's how you do it you keep it as local and as accountable as possible but but certainly to the degree that we federalize so many laws. Um, yeah, I think that you're right that there's plenty of courthouses you can walk into, particularly federal courthouses where does the Constitution, do your rights actually have any standing in there? Um, yeah, yeah. But my main point is I just wanted to make note that we are at a, a large turning point in our society where the sure. right finally uh, is seeing that the establishment doesn't really have their back they don't enforce them and it like where does it go from here like that's an interesting question because if people don't believe that the government uh has their back or is just like eventually you're going to lead to people might actually like do the thing so uh well the thing is a more realistic prospect every single day i think you're right about that that in general these sort of abuses are not uh they they are not resolved easily or cleanly unfortunately they they happen to be broken apart in unfortunate ways so yeah and thomas jefferson was uh one of his quotes was just saying that we should effectively have uh like a civil war every 20 years (laughs) i I guess we're due uh aren't we (laughs) i'm not a a math scientist but i'm pretty sure we're over 20 years yeah isn't it incredible that we've descended into chaos so quickly we weren't even able to hold the country together for three centuries. Yeah. Well, well that's, the, the that's country a long time really too, fell though. apart with the first civil war. Cause oh, after, yeah. Yeah. after the first civil war, that's when they really gutted states rights. And then they became just a federal government because yeah. this, if the states wanted to leave, like, like and we really had states rights, they would be able to leave, but they, they made sure that you could never have like a, a, a that type of civil war in, in the military yeah was all by all the individual states and they they changed that completely well thanks for the call man very thoughtful and um and a lot to talk about i appreciate it all right thank you have a great night but then we'd have to live in the south (sighs) 
I'll do it. I'll do it if I have to. But I need so hot. I need so many black people. (laughs) Okay. I need reliable promises. I need reliable promises of being a left uh, being left alone. If I'm to go to such a place. Oh, is that worth it? God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can deal with weather anyway. You seen some of those insects in the South? Uh, I, I guess, I guess. Yeah. I'm from Missouri, which isn't even really a Southern state. Yeah. And there was this one year where two different species of cicada converged in the same summer we were shoveling those giant motherfuckers like out of the driveway. We couldn't even sleep at night. Yeah, I, so I haven't had that experience. Disgusting. All right, Dell is up next. Hi, Dell. Dell, you're up. Dale. Hey, how y'all doing? Okay. Uh, doing well. How are you? Good, yeah, doing fine. All right, doing all right. What y'all been up to these days? Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, raising my son and uh, right. doing the YouTube channel and all the all the usuals, I've but. Been- um, I've been bored. I've been uh, I've been stream- I've been looking at watching live streams on uh, YouTube. I see. Why? Uh, okay. Because I got nothing better to do. That's why. <laughs> no, got no TV, and uh, so we steal the you know the neighbors don't steal. Uh, we borrow the neighbors' uh, Wi-Fi because you know someone left their Wi-Fi password on their desk one night when Maud was over there. So we use their. So we have internet, and I watch these things. These are. Have you seen these? Are like live streaming? They live stream bird nests. Literally, like like they have. Uh, I've not watched those. Cameras like, on bird like birds with, hatching or something. Yep. Uh huh. Like so huh. they have the, a lot of them are eagles, like American eagles or American bald eagles, uh, hatching their uh, their young, and people seem to like that a lot. And uh, I was watching a little bit. You know what? I tell you this though, uh, bird bald, bald eagles look real cool, don't they? I mean, they look great. I love the look of bald eagle. Really, yeah. really handsome bird. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that bird, then that that critter came out of that egg, and it was cute as a button. I tell you right, it came out. It was so cute. And I was like, "Oh, ain't that cute? That's so cute." <laughs> However, a few weeks later, literal nightmare fuel. I don't know if you've seen baby hmm. birds are ugly. I mean, baby birds that are three, yeah. four weeks old, absolute nightmare fuel. Let me uh, have barn, a look. Get, try this. Try googling uh, barn Ooh. out barn owl babies. I got some bald eagles here. They're kind of like gray and fuzzy. Some of these are more white, I guess. If they're really light gray, that means they're too small. Wait till they get a little bit older. Yeah, no, these are like a a mid to, yeah, these are like a mid to dark gray. And look for, and then, but the big ones are like barn barn owl babies or flamingo babies. Oh my God. Mm. Flamingos are gross. Uh, the, the barn, the barn owls definitely look scary. Yeah. Those are like weird alien looking things. Exactly. These flamingos are cute. What are you talking about? Yeah. That'll keep your, that'll keep your kids in line. You just put a big picture of them on the door and they'll never they'll, yeah. they'll leave their room. Tell you what, there's eagles are the top of the food chain. I think, uh, well, at least they, they, I don't know about that though. Actually, I was thinking, I was watching it one time of these, uh, these ravens came around trying to steal the egg and the mama was just yelling at them and they were just yelling at him. It was basically like a, you know, Saturday night in the trailer park. That's all. <laughs> nothing really happened though. I, they also uh... had this, Oh, Oh, they also had this, uh, there's also this Osprey cam I have where so, there are two chicks. One, or there was, there were three chicks. One of them died. Uh-huh. And, uh, so they went up and they, they fished it out so they could do tests on it and stuff. And they did, they actually did another live stream to explain what happened. Cause I guess people are so passionate about this. That if you don't immediately come on there and explain what happened, they're going to freak out. So this guy comes on there and he tests. Well, yeah, one of them died. I wanted to do. I wanted to follow up on that. Let y'all know what happened. Uh, I don't really want to worry anybody. I don't really want to really worry anybody. But uh, 
well, you know, it, you know, it could be that bird flu epidemic that's decimating bird populations in Florida and it can pass the humans. So we could be looking at another COVID situation. But <laughs> I, ah. I'm just guessing there. I'm not trying to alert anybody. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, God. That's a true story. It's like, wow. that. <laughs> anyway, that was about, I just, I just, I just come here to shoot the uh, sh- uh, crap with y'all. Uh, just for a couple of minutes. Uh, sure. Yeah. Thank you for calling. I I don't know that I've uh, done any kind of baby bird observation like this before, so I will well, have to I, keep, I, I wouldn't have either. Keep anyway, I'll just leave y'all. I'll just leave y'all um, with a sign, uh, with a sign about Maud. Uh, one thing okay. about to be, something to be aware of or be frightened of if, if your family ever tells us. I hadn't heard of this before, but apparently, you know, have you heard of the tooth fairy? Mm-hmm. I have. Okay. So you lose a tooth. Whatever, and she comes and she bring you money if you leave mm-hmm. a tooth in the in the bed. Uh, well, apparently there's something that Maud told me about called the Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah, that's very similar apparently to the Tooth Fairy, uh, but instead of leaving money, uh, you instead of leaving a tooth and she leaving money, you roll over and let one loose, and the Tooth Fairy apparently leaves corn in your bed. Corn. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't aware of this. Maud filled me in though. It's uh, I'm, I'm kind of scared about it now, but whatever. Oh, get out of here. Uh, yeah, all right. Send our all best right. to Maud and the family. We'll do. Night night. Have a good night. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're right up against the bottom of the hour, so let's take a quick break. Um, and just catch you know, up. Bald on... eagles are disgusting scavengers. Yeah, but they're so they're they're cool to see flying in the sky. Uh, they're <laughs> um an undignified animal would you have preferred the turkey that was i think what ben franklin's proposed national animal or bird yeah turkeys are they're cool Uh, cool. i don't hate turkeys but they're not as uh they're not as majestic anyway they aren't majestic at all um i don't f word over (laughs) over on tv stream gotta be careful what oh this is a this is I, i didn't know what i was reading but this is a poem um Apparently written by Will Smith. Are you ready? No. A poem by Will Smith. Hickory Dickory Dock. My wife has shunned my. She's lost her hair. She's having an affair. So naturally, I slapped Chris Rock. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. (laughs) N-word F-word for that wonderful poetic contribution mm. that's all i got okay um mr i don't wear panties see what i did there i kind of figured that blonde lol what, what do you know about me you don't know we're grandma panties only ah big ones um holden mulray hi truth seekers put not your trust in princes and son of man in whom there is no salvation but when his breath departs he returns to the earth and that very day his plans perish. Um, I, uh, hold on. Thank you. Hold on. Uh, he keeps using three for earth, but I, I, maybe it's time to unban those flat earthers. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I forgot. forgot I could go fix that. Earth is not a commonly used word, but yeah, that's right. I had to, you I, should probably be able to say earth in our live chat. Thank you. I hold suppose me. those flat earthers really took a toll though. Um, yeah. Not anything against, I like talking flat earth and weird theories, to be honest. It's, I'm not taking a shot at that even. It's just they ravaged the chat with their raid and their spam. Yep. Uh, um, thank you, Holden Mori. 
Daniel Jagger, uh, the Ron Paul anti-war movement moved the military top brass into the arms of corporate Dems 10-ish years ago. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. This past election cycle, Dem political operatives jumped at the chance uh, January 6th gave them to shore up anti-law and order polling. I need to read this again. Hmm. It was just about the shift, I think, uh, in terms of um, maybe, quote unquote, police loyalty, quote unquote. Although and the, the libertarianism left is, aggregating the left with the with people that are yeah. largely right wing. Yeah. I mean, but like anything else, I would not say that that the, the left is and I'm not saying the chatter is saying that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call them pro police or, or, quote unquote, blue lives matter or anything. It's or just anti war. If the police are beating people they don't like then they're pro police that would be yeah. that would be the situation uh, but yeah uh, there you. there was a shift no doubt and i think there is one currently underway as the caller was saying too yeah i agree um noah harris uh, matt moved to mississippi it's super based and tropical well that is what he's looking for tropical weather <laughs> i have talking to- about how he loves winters that's <laughs> i have been to jackson mississippi before that is the one place i spent like Better part of a week there once. Why? And it was like April. So it wasn't the heat of summer. It wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I'm sure in the summer it gets pretty rough. Bill Biz. Uh, hilarious watching Biden's speech on the pressing need for anti-lynching legislation. Why not also <laughs> include anti-scalping provisions for early American settlers? Or would that involve the wrong groups of people? I know, right? Um, lynching is illegal, much to my chagrin. 1981 was the last lynching in this country. Wow, that recent. Yep, yeah, uh, but still not within our lifetimes. So they've been born six years earlier. I <laughs> there, yeah. Uh, Biden said something to the effect of, "Until today, there was no federal prohibition on lynching," um, which is that. sort That's of like true. saying there might not be a specific federal prohibition on hammer murder. Um, you can't <sighs> kill people, and. Yeah. Not every means of killing people is going to be specifically mentioned. Good Lord. But, um, but yeah, anyway, I'd be curious. Uh, I need a lawyer to explain to me. Is it just the so-called like civil rights element of it? Why is this a federal issue anyway? If there's a murder committed within a state, that is the state's jurisdiction. States, I, I, don't, I have no idea. I have so no what idea. is the, the federal angle must be civil rights, quote unquote, hate. Well, it's just like hate crime legislation. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. Is, yeah. Um, we're good. Okay, we will come back to uh, your chats toward the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We'll take uh, calls till the top of the hour, um, and then I'll have to just circle back with you. We will um, talk to our call screener, Dangerous Spaces, as well. Don't let me forget because it's the last stream of the month, so he gets a call before we hop into email questions as well. All right, I will try to move swiftly here since uh, we're just going to take this next segment of calls. But Joshy Boy is up next. Joshy Boy, are you there? Hey, I was talking to Dangerous Spaces. What's up? We are well. What's on your mind? All right, I'm going to make this very brief since it's going to be a short show. Mm-hmm. I had to. But have you guys um, heard anything about Amazon's new show called The Rings of Power? Is this the uh, Lord of the Rings remake? Is that the one? Oh, with all the black people? It's yeah, like it's a, kind of it's a very like diverse a cast. No, fuck that. I mean, it's already <laughs> diverse. Enough. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm about to take a huge shit on this show right now. Okay, is it out yet uh, or is it coming out? I don't know, but I've already written a show off because it was stupid. Hmm. But 
One of the main things that I wanted to rant about was, of course, the inclusion of a black dwarf that is beardless and a black elf, because why not, oh. right? I'm black myself, I, but that's stupid. That's dumb, right? <laughs> I had recently finished the Lord of the Rings series on the Audible app, and yeah. I really loved his work just the way it is, right? Yeah. If you want to talk about diversity, you have the wood elves, the dwarves, the ants, the race of men, the hobbits, etc. Right? This is diverse enough. Um, he based this off of Celtic, Norse, and English lore, especially right. the little, uh, English lore that was lost during World War II. Uh-huh. Right? So I had tried explaining this to my father and his wife, right? And whether or not I did a good job as trying to explain it, they, the overall consensus was what's the big deal? So Recall many, it's about a few months ago that I said, okay, what if Black Panther was white instead of African, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, they had a lot to say about that because, <laughs> it's, of course, it's okay to race swap a white character, but if you do race swap a black character or an Asian character or Hispanic, notice how it's just black, by the way. You know, right? yeah. I, I, I don't know if, if I can interject briefly too, because I know you've talked video games before. Yes. Um, so have you seen the new Halo show? I have not. Okay, I so plan to. I watched the first episode of it. Show? Have you played Halo in the past? Yes, I have. So do you remember the characters Captain Keys and Miranda Keys? Yes. You probably remember their complexion. Yeah, they're white. They're black in the Halo TV show. What? Just cause. Just cause. Like, to your point... Avery fucking Johnson is in that game. What the fuck? Are they yeah, doing? exactly. There are black characters, but they, they have to just oh do the God. race swap in the way that you're talking about. And there isn't the reverse race swap. And I think the show has some problems beyond. I'm not going to say that that's the major problem with the show. Fans of the video game yeah. are going to be kind of annoyed with many elements of this show. But it was exactly to the points that you're talking about where longstanding decades old characters are just made black because. And they did because that. Avery Johnson can't stand on his own two feet, even though he was the one of the most beloved characters. These yeah, he was a great probably. character. Yeah, he was the only person I cared about saving when I played the games. Right. <laughs> well, in the in the else. in Halo One, he was like unkillable, right? You could shoot him in the faces, or could you oh, kill you him? Could I kill, kill him, but he could you come back? Yeah. yeah they, oh, yeah. So. That's how it worked. You could kill him, but he'd be back at the next scene. Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't really kill him, but yeah. you know. You didn't want to kill him, but that's precisely my point. It's yeah. just, it's it's the whole tokenism thing. You're only putting in black characters because you can't make any character. They tried this one time with Marvel. I don't know about the new Marvel heroes, and they failed ultimately. Rather, but my the thing is, it's talking about oh, we want people. You know, there are fans out there who want to see themselves in the Lord of the Rings world, right? Mm-hmm. And but what they're forgetting, okay, what about the black fans? What about the minority fans who like Tolkien's world just the way it is? Sure. Yeah. Right? They don't want any change. It's convenient how they just ignore people like us. So the whole thing's it, weird. It does it's like frustrate I, me to no end. I, I loved Ninja Turtles growing up. Did I have to be a turtle to enjoy Ninja Turtles? <laughs> and even to kind of pretend to be. I love Donatello. You know, he was like a, a philosophical warrior. He's like the he's like a thinking. Uh, he's a thinking warrior. He's just the best. He had everything. He was smart yeah. and he was strong, you know. But um, <laughs> but did I have to be a turtle as a child to even to put myself and pretend to be one? Of course not. No. It, 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 the whole premise is ridiculous. 
I still can't believe what you just told me about the Halo thing. I'm still kind of. I'm sorry if I, I can't wrap my head around. I, like I said, if you do watch <laughs> it and you're a fan of the video games, and I mean, you know, you, Josh, you boy, and anybody in the audience, you're gonna. There's lots of stuff that's gonna annoy you about it because it deviates. Oh it deviates from the video games in ways that are seemingly insignificant, but there's one particular that's like a, a deal breaker um, for fans of the franchise. Why are they like, doing this? Making video games into movies. I mean, in concept, it sounds it, cool. It, it kind of, it, it's to increase revenue and interest. Yeah. They're trying to do, uh, this is going to sound really mean, but they, they try to uh, appeal to the lowest common denominator and try to pull in new fans, which I, we call the filthy casuals or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they kind of ruin everything. So it, <laughs> it's yeah, no well, lie. Well, I'm sorry I, I poisoned your concept of the show before you even watched it. Well, but... I, was, I, I thought it was going to suck anyway, so you kind of just further entrenched my beliefs. So. Well, perhaps next time we speak, you'll have seen the first <laughs> episode. On the last can... word. Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, just, just the last word. One of the things that I really detest about it is that um, <clears throat> when it comes to them race-swapping things or relatab- relatability, Right. One of the one of the things that I always point out to people when it comes to superhero is that I can really relate to Batman, not because I'm a rich white guy. Right. But the fact of what he stands for, he's a dude with no superpowers. Right. Yeah. And as a kid, when I watched cartoons, he showed that you don't have to have superpowers in order to be considered a superhero. And I always held to that. Right. I don't have to have martial arts or be white or have to drive this car and have all this tech just to relate to that. And that's what people are missing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, appreciate the call, man. And, um, and thanks for the thoughts. And no problem. Y'all have a good night. Yeah. Have a great night. Appreciate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to tune into this um, Lord of the Rings show just to see it when it comes out. I'm going to have to <laughs> just catch like the first episode of it, but there's a similar thing going on with Disney. I don't have a Disney plus subscription, but I have in the past to watch. Oh yeah. Like, this um, leaks call yikes. Yeah. To watch uh, um, Mandalorian and some other shows on there. I've had a subscription in the past and I was kind of interested in some of the star Wars shows they're coming out with, but now that they're telling me our company's mission is to enable groomers in the state of Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I like star Wars, but I don't like Star Wars enough to pay you if your company's mission is to enable groomers in Florida. Thought your mission was to make good Star Wars shows, but I guess not. All right. You thought that was their mission? Well, I thought... Walt Disney would be so mad about this. He was so based. (laughs) I thought their mission was... Well, I, I, I... Obviously, I'd known some of their ridiculousness before this, but for them to say that the statement from the CEO implied that nothing is more important to them, that even their product that they bring to consumers is secondary to the concern of achieving their bizarre political ends. And I just don't want to fund that. I'm sorry. Like I don't, I don't have to agree with you fully to enjoy a TV show that you make. But if you're telling me that your, your whole purpose in the product is to indoctrinate your children. Yeah. Sorry. That's weird. Uh, yeah. Anyway, next up is uh, Phil is up. Mr. Phil, how are you? Hi, Phil. Good evening. What's on your mind? A lot of things, but I guess I'll stick with one or two things. All uh, right. I saw, yeah, I saw a bumper sticker on the way home from work today uh, that was kind of along the lines of some of the things I've been thinking recently, and it was uh, being weak is dangerous. Yeah. And um, 
So one of the things that, that a lot of conservatives or libertarians like to talk about is uh, our being corrupting or absolute power being absolutely corrupting. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a real easy like buzz phrase to use, but I think it's more like power reveals in a lot of ways. Like somebody who like it's like money can corrupt, I guess, in a way, but it's more of a revealing. Like if you're a yeah. if you're a shitty person who's poor, you're not gonna have the same amount of reach that somebody who has is a shitty person who has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's the same way with power. Um there's people who seek power for power's sake and when they get it they're shitty, but there's people who should have power that maybe don't. Um yeah, I could agree yeah. to that. It's probably a little more nuanced. Um, that said, though, man, the, the the amount of people I would trust with something close to absolute power, like dictatorial power, basically nobody. I mean, I, I, I can't huh. I can't think of a lot of people I would nominate for that other than like the divine. That's about it. Yeah, perhaps. But I think our system is set up in a way for somebody who is basically a sociopath to try to gain power. It was somewhat different when the monarch was raised to in some ways be like the father of the country in a way. Hmm. Um, like you're not like in a, in a family relationship and that's not really what America is at this point, but like in a family, like somebody has got to make the final decision and in a country, just in general, somebody has to make the final decision and it's almost got to be somebody who sees their role, uh, not just being on earth, or maybe they have to answer to somebody. Maybe it isn't the people themselves, but they have to answer to God or somebody. They can't just see themselves as the ultimate authority overall. They just have to yeah. you know that they're, they have a job for now. Maybe How I'm butchering you, this, but no, I mean, I, I understand the concepts that you're getting at. And I certainly agree with the idea that, there are people who probably could be trusted with more power than others who actually want nothing to do with the power. And the question there is, how do you get that sort of person into those offices? Because, and maintain, yeah. Because they don't they don't want to run, they don't want anything to do with it. I, I agree with you that the the sort of person who wants to run for, I think in particular, national office, they're not running for their so-called constituents. People mm-hmm. running for even Senate to represent a state. You think they really give a rat's ass about every single citizen right. within that state? Or are they trying to increase their own profile, increase their own wealth, um, increase, you know, whatever personal interests they have uh, in in that particular position? It's like, what what should we how, how do how do we pick those people? How do we get them into those offices? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. I just it, the whole idea that uh, power is an absolute corrupter is is sort of something I, I've turned against because I think it it makes people who are more conservative mindset turn away from trying to build power even locally. Um, they just say like, "Oh, this is going to be destructive," instead of like it being a tool. Like government it can yeah. be used for good or good or bad, and. It's, it's the people operating it. It's not necessarily the system itself. It kind of reminds me, the concepts you're talking about, that kind of remind me of, um, what's the saying? It's something like character is what you do when nobody's looking. It's, something like that, yeah. This, this is a similar concept that there are certainly people that if you put them in an anonymous position and all but guarantee they can pluck a few bucks from the cookie jar, there are people who will because they know they'll get away with it. And there are people who won't because they know that that's wrong, even if they do get away with it. 
Right. And to your point, the people who don't pluck those dollars from the cookie jar, they probably would and could be and maybe should be trusted with more powers power than the others. But what do we we just need to like (laughs) we need to have a complex screening system to identify these people and force them into political (laughs) office Uh, that that has its own problems, I guess. But that or stop voting for men with ugly wives uh, because whatever (laughs) else they're doing wrong. They're doing a couple things right if she's attractive. The old Ron DeSantis test. All right. That yeah, I mean Trump was sort of in the same vein there. Yeah. Um, just as a as a final word, Teddy Roosevelt once was talking with uh, <laughs> I guess um, uh, Franz Ferdinand. The uh, was it Franz Ferdinand? No, the emperor. Well, the, the emperor of uh, of Austria Hungary was during World War or World War One, mm-hmm. and he asked him what his number one job was, and the emperor said to protect the people from their politicians. So, ah. <laughs> there have been people like this in the past, and I'm sure there's still a few left here now. But it's it's going to be the finding them part. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, thanks for the call, man, and and thanks for supporting the show. As always, appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one. You as well. Okay. Got a couple more calls here before we get to the top of the hour and dangerous spaces. J-Val is up next. J-Val, are you there? Hello, I am here. What's on your mind? Um, I had two topics and I thought I'd give you the choice between them. Um, one of them is um, kind of a continuation of another one. It's on basically a description of how the LGBT plus um like identity came about and the other one was a probably too base for blonde even um explanation for what happens with all of these refugees when they come in and you know commit all of the these crimes are you talking like refugees in general or ukrainian refugees or just uh... speaking specifically about middle eastern ones oh okay um just yeah i have a perspective on that i guess too too based for blonde yeah uh uh, i can't refuse that yeah okay um so um the whole i guess right-wing mantra is that you know you get these refugees coming in from like these Middle Eastern com- countries and they, you know, come in and they they just want to come over here and rape people, I guess. Their rape <laughs> levels are way higher. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of the the picture, I guess. I uh-huh. I mean and I've seen that as an argument against immigration or refugees and don't get me wrong, there are plenty of reasons to not take in refugees. Mm-hmm. Um especially refugees that are very different from you in culture. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I I find that like growing up um in like a, around the Amish and kind of with that um explanation and I was watching something a long time ago with um well Jordan Peterson brought it up once and he just and this is stuff that I've heard people preach um like at the church that I've gone to, but it's just when you when you take a uh, as Proverbs would say, a young man void of understanding who and you actually look at like the mass western culture that we have around sex and women and that type of thing um 
one of the things that he points out is how that red lipstick is actually a marker for sexual arousal. I remember he got in a bunch of trouble for saying that with Vice News. Right. Yeah. And and there are other things that he that he points out about that type of thing. And so I'm I'm just thinking about it from a guy coming from a place where he has never seen a woman put on makeup or wear any type of, you know, flattering clothes. And then probably in I, I know one of these situations happened in Sweden. It was like a New Year's party. Um you know, people dancing and stuff like that. These guys are probably seeing this. They're seeing all of the markers of these women. Like, are you talking about the, um, the, was this the Cologne, Germany one? Oh yeah. There was like a mass rape in Germany. Yeah. 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 Something like 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, and I'm just like, what happens is you put these, they are not a cult. They are not used to the culture. Like, Guys, just, Western guys know when you see some a woman who looks like she's turned on at you, you don't believe it, right? Is this too based for blonde? Because this is very uh, Islamo sympathetic. Is that? I feel like this well, is probably not too based. Huh. Well, I, I guess maybe maybe I re- read you or yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's right of the right wing um, interpretation, but I guess. You know, there's a whole lot of, you know, like blonde babes for Trump and stuff like that. Like, I just kind of look at that and, you know, you roll your eyes because I see that as kind of part of how we got the left wing. Um, yeah, that's true. Situation yeah. Um, in the first place. Well, so, I hear I hear what you're saying, like, especially when I was in Europe, I feel like um, had something happened to me. Some of it would have been my fault. Well, and I don't think it's un- the woman accompanied and well, other stuff. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I don't think it's the woman's fault because they've been trained in their Western culture that that's just a normal thing. I don't think any woman puts on makeup thinking that, hey, this this makes me look like I'm turned on all the time. But for guys, if you're Western and you've seen it all the time, you know, to ignore your caveman saying, hey, she's into you. But for a guy who actually grew up around. And this sometimes even happens among Amish guys um, if they're isolated enough and then you throw them out like they totally misread the signals. Yeah. Um, hmm. And and yeah, it's it's more of a proverb seven, like a man void of understanding. And then, yeah, he thinks that's she true. Gave but when these life. Afghan refugees are like gang raping women, like they clearly. Well, uh, I, yeah, there's this. I, I don't want to get like that is a whole different. I don't. I'm Maybe not like the, the seventh guy should think. I don't know. I'm not sure right. she's, she's all yeah. that into well, me. There, <laughs> that's a whole different psychological thing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can yeah, kind of see the. Well, the, the point you're making is that there are broader. Um, there are there, cultural broader, factors here that ex, that help to explain. I don't think they justify, obviously, but they right. help to no, ex, they explain it is a and man, make the behavior foreseeable. To be honest, like if you you should right. explain. You should expect some of this to happen, given the circumstances. Sh- doesn't make it right. It's just when you put these things together, certain outcomes are predictable. Right. And, and you know, this was kind of in response. I called a couple of weeks ago, said we had Afghan refugees here. And Blonde mm-hmm. had said something, oh, about, you know, the first woman in the community gets raped. And actually, we've had some people, you know, look at it like that. And I, I don't think they would do that to an Amish woman unless it was, you know, somebody pushing putting themselves out there i don't know it's coming man i i i i know that you shouldn't say stuff like that but dude um, these people they rape like 75 year old women they rape little girls they don't give a fuck i mean 
that's that's the uh, news that comes out. But then, you know, you look deeper into some of these stories and it was like, oh, he inappropriately touched me or, you know, something like that. Like it was. I don't know, man. Uh, Amish woman protected Amish woman rape incoming. It was too based no, for you. He's no. outdone you. Yes, I, 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 I actually did it. I, I outbased blonde. <laughs> I don't know, man. So. Too far, too far, too far, too far. Right. How okay. am I not the base one when I'm like, your Amish women are going to get raped? It's clearly <laughs> the more based position. No, the base position is that Western modern culture is insane and sexual sex saturated, and um, it's a miracle that it doesn't happen with you know more Western men. Um, that's the, that's I'm the on board point. like 60% with what you're saying, but I think that, um, a lot of it is just this like low IQ and then unfettered, um, testosterone fest and they'll just forcefully well, stick their dick in anything. Like you're right. a fool if you think that your women are, are, are going to be protected. Last word, J Val, it's yours. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I just think the I'm with my Amish forefathers on this. All right. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate I, it. I, I, not doesn't mean not to be careful, but okay. I do right. have a great day. See ya. Okay. Uh, Batman will probably be the last call before dangerous spaces here. Batman. How are you? I am sure I made it in. Well, congratulations. I always love to hear from you. <laughs> I was just talking to Dangerous Spaces about how I thought that basically he would replace me as the last call. No, but, I wouldn't uh, do that to you. Uh, well, I, I appreciate your consideration. <laughs> What's on your mind? <laughs> so, um, uh, first and foremost, I'm going to try and keep this short because I know you guys are up against the clock. Um, first and foremost, I did wind up actually getting myself a um, uh, self-defense weapon. Oh, nice. what did you pick? Uh, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't a scorpion. What did, what did you because pick? Because getting a scorpion in New York comes with so many caveats that it's Ugh. not even a weapon. You probably anymore. have to have the like non-pistol grip grip, and you have to have the 10-round yeah, uh, mag. Is it stuff you, like no, that? No, you need, you, need you need to have a mechanism on it in New York that um, does not permit you to eject the magazine without taking Ugh. apart the weapon. Oh, God. Okay, so what did you go with? I went with a KSG-12. Oh, cool. Are you familiar? Yeah, I don't yeah, have one, I was, but they're I, I was I've, super shocked that my um, that my local gun store had it. Hmm. Um, and these are these really cool shotguns, Blonde. They have like uh, dual feeding tubes and they're like this bullpup shotgun. It totally looks like an alien shotgun or something. Oh, really? What is it yeah. called? Uh, KSG. It's called a KSG-12. Yeah. Uh, the by idea behind it is that rather than Ooh, being, weird. you know, sort of your average pump action shotgun, it's a bullpup, which means actually you can have a super short barrel, which makes oh. it um, good to use in. Well, you um, still have to have the barrel length. Scenarios. It's just your, you can. Yeah. But the thing is the barrel length uh, comes from the distance between the, right. uh, between the action and the end of the barrel. I just don't want you claiming to have a short-barreled shotgun falsely. Because you don't. I do not, in yeah. fact, yeah. have a short-barreled shotgun according right. to New York and federal law. Right. I don't want the uh, any law enforcement agencies coming after you. Uh, they can't because yeah. it is 100% legal. Well, they can. I They'll kick down the door the and find out that it's legal after you're dead. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, that's what the shotgun's for then, isn't it? <laughs> no, they're cool. I've, I've, um, I loved... 
it sounds stupid, but I loved that gun in Modern Warfare 3. And I, I, I kind of like Keltec for their their quirky designs like that, even though, you know, some people have their opinions about about Keltec. But um, but it, ha- have you had the chance to shoot it yet? I've never shot one. Uh, I have not shot it yet. OK, but I have kind of gone out of my way to deck it out. <laughs> what do what do you you got it uh, lit up I like Christmas tree or irons on it? I yeah. put a uh, crimson trace um, reflex okay. light on it. Um, yeah, it's it's super my, nice. The and only the thing, whole, uh, and the whole thing actually, the package came with a um, like a high power flashlight that was built right into the foregrip. Oh, cool! Yeah, so it's it's awesome, and it's um, so it's it comes with. Does it come with like a, a, a pistol grip or a vertical grip on the actual forend? Or did yes, okay. Because um, the only thing is. A- you're right that it's a, a compact configuration. I've seen some nasty injuries of people basically shooting their hands off because their hands are too far forward see, and their fingers hanging over the uh, barrel. So yeah, I see what you're saying. Mine has a uh, a barrel that protrudes a little bit further than the um, foregrip does. Yeah, and um, that's in part because, well, that's where the SBR law thing comes into play. Yeah. Just so as long as really uh, no chance of that. As long as Batman's hand is not over those barrels when that trigger gets pulled, I that's 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 all I'm worried about. Oh, Mark Hamill would probably very much enjoy me shooting my own hand off. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I was actually going to come in here and try to talk about um, the fact that we now have a pedo defender in um, the Supreme Court, or will. Go for it. My but, apology uh, for consuming may, all your time with gun stuff. I'll give you a minute no, if you want to, if you have some thoughts. I, I totally brought it up. So it's totally my fault. And if you guys want to kick me out, that's, that's 100%. I just don't fine. know if you want to talk Katanji's pedo defense really quick. I don't know when the next chance will be. Well, we have seen her record at this point. Uh huh. And we have seen that Joe likes to sniff kids. Yeah. And we know that, um, Hunter Biden had uh, CP on his computer. Wait, is that confirmed? I've heard that allegation, but I is that actually legitimately confirmed? That is what I've heard. I can't give you a source. Okay, I can't give you a source. But I've never seen confirmation of it myself. Believe it. I could believe believe it. it. The only thing I've seen myself is those weird texts that he had to his niece or whoever that was that were kind of suggestive or weird. Yeah, and then I've seen people claiming that there was uh CP on this laptop, but I've never seen any sort of uh verification of that. I've just seen like Twitter claims to that effect. Well, I mean, wouldn't they try to keep that close to the vest as it were? I, mean, I guess, but in theory, if it was on there, that, that means that the, that the um, shop owner would have knowledge of it. And probably Giuliani and the rest of them would have knowledge of it. And so could I believe that the FBI would happily protect Hunter Biden from complications of having CP on his laptop? hundred percent. But, I, yeah. but yeah. it's just to, no. to the extent that the laptop was in possession of somebody, several people who are not necessarily friendly to Hunter Biden. If they knew it, they could come out and show that. And I just they haven't showed seen everything that. else. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing something. If there's proof out there, I'm not aware of. I I I definitely want to take a look at it. If they're releasing CP from his computer, isn't that just releasing CP? 
Uh, yeah, but if you talk to, if you demonstrate, I guess, here's my uh, disclosure of it to the FBI or to law enforcement, I guess, how, how do you get in who trouble for that? protect him. I guess, yeah, maybe they say, no, 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 you're the one who is in possession of there it. There is I guess. no avenue for them to I win guess. by releasing that. I suppose if you grant the premise that law enforcement cares more about protecting Hunter Biden than they do about actually prosecuting child pornography, which sounds absurd, which they but do. is not that far of a reach. I, I'll grant you that. Um, well, now we have a pedo defender on the Supreme Court. And yeah. I think that's the reason that she is there now. Maybe. I so. Maybe. Uh, it might have just been a lucky pick by, by Joe Biden. Who knows? A lucky <laughs> sniff. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, man. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the gun. I will. All right. Y'all have a good night. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Okay. Last call of the evening goes to our uh, friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces. What is on your mind, sir? Hello. Sorry. Just one sec. Where are you? I've got your stream running. I've just got to find it. Hang on. And mute it. Sure. There we go. Uh, just a couple of things really quickly. Firstly, it's been a year since you brought some Aussie wanker on to help you with your show. So here's to a year. Of t- Has it been a year? Has well, it been thank- a whole year? Jeez. Thank you for your yeah, I think uh, contribution. It was, uh, I think it was the second week of March, uh, the 10th, mm. 10th or 11th last year. Cool. So, uh, And well, secondly, I don't think we quite hit double digits, but we've had a lot of new people call this month as well. So good. I just cool. want to encourage people again. If you're new, give it a go. I was talking to a guy for about 20 minutes before the show that was new, and he's he's not uh, going to get in tonight. He's too far down the list. Um, but yeah, I just want to encourage people again to to keep trying to call in, and uh, you know, you'll get in. I, I get most people in within a few weeks, guys. So please keep trying if you're new and you want to give this a go. So yeah, um, I appreciate anyway. your uh, your help facilitating and uh, and helping people figure out the uh, the difficulties that are Discord. It's a uh, it can yeah, be a weird, it's, it's, intimidating thing for people who've never used it before. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I might have to give you my email to put in the instructions and get people to email me if they want to do that as another way. So, because I don't really use that email for anything else. Um. Anyway, uh, I was reading Twitter while I was chatting to someone before, just uh, doing the screening before, and uh, so you've you've had New York Times and you've had Washington Post that have now talked about how the Hunter Biden laptop is is real and and confirmed and genuine and all that jazz, which got me thinking, you've got, uh, what was it? I think it was 51, um, I I don't know the term to use, uh, uh, like security specialists or security or whatever it was, former former like um, government security employees, whatever the word is, I don't know how to put it. Mm Mm-hmm. But you had 51 that, that basically apparently denied and said it was Russian disinformation. Yeah. So I guess my question is regarding that, was that 51 people that are incompetent or 51 people that are malicious? Because it can only be one of those two. Either they didn't know what they were talking about, they were morons, or they deliberately lied to basically help get Joe Biden elected. And yeah, I, think I mean, we all know what the, I think we all know what the answer is, but I just wanted to get your guys' idea on it. So I used to. I've stopped since since the election, especially. I've stopped attributing to stupidity what should necessarily be attributed to malice. I mean, these people yeah. are both stupid and malicious. But if you think they're too stupid, then you underestimate their savvy, which I think is what we did with the election. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. As a general rule in life, you should give people the benefit of the assumption of incompetence, mistake, stupidity first. 
But there's got to be some rule on how many demonstrations uh, you are willing to tolerate before you think that maybe the person is doing that on purpose. In this case, I'm sure it's some combination of both. I'm sure there are plenty of morons who signed on to that. That said, it's 51 people with high ranking positions whose jobs uh, are or were analysis of intelligence. So, yeah, I I suppose there, there's plenty of nepotism. There's plenty of friends helping friends, putting people into jobs they don't deserve. But I can't imagine there's that many absolute morons in those kinds of positions. I'm not saying they don't make mistakes. I'm not saying that they are the smartest among us. But in general, to become a high-ranking intelligence official, you need some degree of, well, intelligence, I would assume. Yeah. Um, you, you would, I would assume you need, it at very least, to know how to be able to work within the system and get yourself moved up to the higher positions. So you would have to have at least some level of intelligence just even yeah. from that perspective. The other, the other factor I think that uh, chalks, it's, it's not just the volume of them, but it, uh, the other factor that chalks up in, in malice in this case is, um, is just how quick it was because we learned of that laptop in what was roughly mid October from the New York post. And within, I think under a week's time, these people were already out saying uh, Russian disinfo, not real. None of you have even looked at it. You you have to be yeah, malicious yeah. to say, I haven't even evaluated it with my own two eyes, but I know it's fake. You have to have some other motive. You have to have some something that's pushing you to, to reach that conclusion besides, whoopsie, I'm just stupid. Yeah, but the, and the other thing that I'm kind of very cynical about, just because you – one thing people need to keep in mind with the media is – uh, timing of releases quite often is very intentional. So, for example, if they release something on a Friday afternoon, it's because, you know, people are out and about. No one's doing, no one's watching news on the weekend. They're purposely releasing something at a time where they know no one's really going to see it. And by the time it hits Monday, no one's going to care. Yep, so, exactly. So it raises the question for me of, well, why are you suddenly – like, this isn't really news. Like, I mean, it is kind of because developments of stories are can be used, you know, new information, stuff like that, that can actually be. But it's if you kind of go through the news values of why you would be talking about, there's not really a reason for it that is clear and jumps out, which means there is some sort of reason that, they, that they're doing it that's, you know, probably going to become clear. Like, you know, so my question is as well, why now? Like, why are we doing this now? They might be trying to destroy um, Joe Biden because he has worse dementia than they anticipate and they anticipated and they're not able to control him in the way that they meant to, that they want to. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of where I'm leaning towards and especially coming up to the midterms and they know they're going to get slaughtered, depending on how well they can fortify that is. Um, but it seems like they're going to get absolutely slaughtered. Um, it. I, I do tend to agree with that, and I do tend to look at that and go, it seems like they're trying to kind of work to maybe remove him. Because um, even the – I don't know if you got – Blunt, you probably didn't see it because you're not on Twitter. I don't know, Matt, if you saw the, him holding the cue cards with the questions yeah. and answers literally written out, which is terrible. Yeah, you know, I've told you guys about that um, – about the some of the PR stuff that I did at, at university – we didn't have it written down. You needed to have it in your head. You needed to be able to answer the questions when they came up or be able to know how to deflect if you had to and stuff right. like that. You you can't have them written down. So the fact that he has them written down tells us that either they're not confident that he has enough, uh, his mind is well enough that he can actually say them 
or they don't trust him to actually say it without kind of going off script. Yeah. Neither of which is good. You can't have either of those in the, you know, in the presidency. Like, if you're concerned that either he's going to go rogue or is basically not um, mentally capable enough, both of those are a bad thing. So, yeah. Well, we'll see how much longer he lasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be really curious. I, I kind of, I do tend to lean towards what some people say of if he goes for two years, in theory, Kamala gets 10 years if they could get a voted in. Or whoever I mean, they pick, don't count out Hillary yet. She's still in the wow. game. Wow. There's, there's, no there's way. always a way. As long as she's allegedly alive, there's always a way. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But, All right. Well, thanks for your call and thanks for helping out with the show's production. And um, thanks for helping the uh, the new callers as well. No problem. So hopefully you got, if I understand correctly, I don't really listen to the show while I'm screening. Hopefully you uh, get some rest and feel a bit better. So Thank you. Blonde is terminally ill, but uh, <laughs> I will carry on the show in the coming weeks. No worries. All right. See ya. Okay. <laughs> you guys have a good one. All right, that will do it on calls tonight. Appreciate uh, the patience of the callers who did not get in tonight. I know um, we are ending earlier than usual, but uh, once in a blue moon, we uh, we may do that. So thank you for your patience with that as well. You know, I'm looking at, uh, I, I see some news breaking earlier today. Is this accurate? Is California doing reparations? What? Uh, I guess head- it was just a matter of time. Headline, black Californians who can prove a direct lineage to enslaved ancestors will be eligible for reparations. Uh, I'm surprised that they're willing to put the burden of proof onto these oppressed people. But number two, uh, California never had legal slavery. Am I mistaken I in that? No, no, you're not. So you have to prove that like your ancestor was enslaved in Georgia in 1830. And somehow the state of California is responsible to pay you, even though the state of California never enslaved anybody related to you. Yeah. Is this what we're going with? Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris will be excluded because black immigrants are not eligible. Ah. So no reparations for your vice president from California. Anyway, uh, we have, uh, we have a lot of email questions tonight. So, uh, no, uh, no disrespect to our email questioners, but I think we're going to have to be especially brief on these, not just because of the shortened show, but because we have an, an unusually large volume of them. Um, so we will uh, we will get through these and then we'll call it a stream. But uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to send us an email question, you can do that through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We take them there. So we'll do the rule of we each get uh, we each get one response to these questions i will not violate my own rule and have a follow-up okay casey says matt i work for a state university and an opinion piece about deficient uh wait wait i work for state university and an opinion piece about deficient birth rates from the student newspaper written by one of the attending students floated an idea about possibly imposing a tax penalty on those who who choose not to have children. I find it troubling to think that a standard of taxing people into compliance is becoming commonplace today in liberal arts universities, because this isn't the first time I've read extreme ideas like this in the newspaper back in the sixties, this kind of idea template would have been protested today. It's embraced. What are your thoughts about this? Where do you think it's all going? Uh, Uh, Do you want first response on that? Well, I'm more of an advocate of um, giving tax breaks to people who do have children. It's a weird arrangement. So there's, so I say, just so I'm understanding this correctly, 
imposing tax penalty on those who choose not to have children. Right. That's what he's saying. I would expect the left to do the reverse. The reverse? Is that, do you think that's what he meant? Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but anyway, did you have more to, to say about it? No, uh, Victor Orban is giving tax breaks and financial incentives to people for, to have children. Although mm-hmm. that wouldn't work in our country because it would only be taken advantage of. I'll have minorities. to th- I have to think about this because my gut reaction is I don't necessarily like tax structures that treat people differently based on the state trying to incentivize you to behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more, I, my gut reaction is more inclined to say that, that you know property is property and to the extent that we all have to submit to what is an unjust seizure of property generally in the form of taxation, that it should just be evenly applied to everybody regardless of their choices. Um, that said, are there certainly better behaviors than others that maybe the state has a legitimate interest in encouraging or penalizing softly? Yeah. Discouraging through taxation. Um, I'd be fine with that if they wielded it appropriately, but there's always tax cuts for single moms. That's the problem. It's it's always going to go the wrong way, but this is kind of what we were talking about with Phil. Could it be used quote unquote properly? Yeah, I could see it. Do I trust it to be? Um, nope. Maybe maybe within the state, you know, this is a, the thing again, your states want to experiment with different tax structures. That's great. There's competitions among states. I don't want the federal government doing any of this bullshit. The federal government should have nothing to do with that. Pipe dream, man. Yeah. This is Ken and Renee in Oregon. Renee asks, where is the world at? We cannot be the only ones who think like this. How do we get more people like us in here? Uh, Ken asked, what do you think that this low viewership means? I find it mind boggling that of 7 billion people, there are less than a thousand of us in here regularly. To be fair, um, our Sunday viewership is usually around 6,000. Uh, on YouTube yeah. or on that's, I didn't know it was that high on YouTube. We had, and plus we have people watching elsewhere. So, yeah. um, so our that's Wednesday viewership is clearly lower because the Wednesday show is, um, uh, trash. The Wednesday show is an acquired taste. <laughs> That's what people say about garbage. <laughs> you know, there's every once in a while, there's someone who will email me and I will not say that they are a large volume of people, but every once in a while, someone will message me and say, I like the Wednesday show better than the Sunday show. And I'm thinking you're entitled that to person your should be shot. That's just absurd. The Wednesday show is freestyle. That's its design. Um, How do we get more people like us in here? I don't know. I mean, um, I'm just not interested in converting normies. This is a you question. Well, you have to be at least tangentially to the extent that you're participating in this. You, you kind of are, even I'm if you're not. I'm not. You had, I'm interested. I, I've radicalized maybe thousands of people. You're in it for and the beyond banter, that, I'm, you say. I'm not really interested. I'm interested yeah. in bringing people that already uh, classify as right wing to a more radicalized position. That's mm. what I'm interested in. In converting so, constitutional so, conservatives to that, useful people. Does that make me the gateway to you? Is is that clearly all right. I if somebody am watches the marijuana to your cocaine you. or heroin. That's exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. O D. O D on Gotcha. Um, no, it's it's a, a, I should get back on track and sincerely answer a question in the interest of time, as I mentioned, but um do, do, I think that I I wouldn't confuse like our audience with uh, all that there is in this case, too, because when you talk about how many people are participating or listening to material like this, uh, like our show, this entire spectrum of radio shows, Internet shows, all that. It's millions and millions and millions of people. Sidney Watson and Elijah Shaver are killing it. Yeah. So this is not some tiny, tiny thing. There are a lot of people 
who consume this sort of media, think about it daily, have strong opinions about it, are completely fed up with the state of our country, but don't necessarily go on the internet to talk about it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't forget them. They are out there listening and thinking about this stuff every single day. So don't become discouraged. um, And thank you for participating actively in our show, because that's the reality for every, for every person who actively participates in the form of a question, email, uh, an email or a call. There's, you know, there's probably a hundred other people who just listen passively and never actively engage. And that's great. That's how I am. The stuff that I listen to. Yeah, I don't I don't email the hosts of those shows. I just like to listen. You know, it's, I do sometimes it's um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, I like talking with people. But to me, it's just I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not the kind of guy who emails people that even who I admire greatly. I just you're a lurker. Yeah, I just listen. It's not, it's not my style. Philip Lord says, how can we or how certain are you that Putin is the bad guy? He said, quote, the U.S. has become the USSR. He has spoken against communism. His restrictions have been against left wing activism. He wants he just wants to keep U.S. politics out of Russia, in my humble opinion. Well, I would say based on a broad level principle that you shouldn't be invading sovereign territory. I'm still going to say I'm like 60 to 75% certain he's wrong because that's a big principle to break. That said, do I buy that it is as simple as being presented on the news right now? That it's nothing but Ukrainian good guys and evil Russian aggressors universally? No. We were driving down the highway to Yellowstone today and I mentioned before. I see Ukrainian flags flying on houses that have never flown an American flag in their yeah, damn life. One of these ranches had like 10 Ukrainian flags. Yeah, yeah. So there's a big propaganda virtue signal element to it. But yeah, I mean, broad level principles I see violated, I'm not going to support. But I can't pretend to sit here and tell you, oh, I know all of the factors that have gone into this. It's the same thing like, let's put it this way. If I walk out on the street and I see a guy get shot, I'm going to think, that's pretty bad. Why did that guy just shoot that other guy? Lo and behold, there's a, maybe a lot of context that happened beforehand. Maybe that guy just finished shooting somebody else. Maybe that guy is participating in an active crime scene. There is a such thing as a, as a justified shooting that you can witness, but you might think it's actually unjustified when you, you first see it. I think that we're seeing so, a lot of that, too. So, um, I, yeah. you know, broad level, I'm not a Putin guy, but I'm also very skeptical of the people who want me to hate Putin with all my being. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things that Putin does that I, that I love. He keeps the riffraff out of Russia. He kills journalists. Awesome. (laughs) Um, but the fact is that we just don't know. I mean, we have to keep in mind that he is an, basically an unopposed oligarch in a country with worse wealth disparity than most African nations. Yeah. He's in the pocket of some questionable people. Um, but I also don't give a fuck about the Ukrainians. So Well, and that's the thing. It's like I, I know it can be frustrating um, if I'm going to sit here and qualify my opinion every time and say, I don't know that much about it. I, I get we it. I can't get any straight information. So well, what, what is there there's that. And then it's a question of resources, too, where it's like, am I just going to I can only I can look at so many things with the hours that are in the day. Am I going to devote everything I have to understanding Russia, Ukraine, or am I going to am I going to put my attention on the stuff that needs attention in our country? Right. Right. And I just can't. I can't, I can't manage to get a boner for this conflict because it's like, why should I care? Why should I care at all? There's much there are much more pressing issues in our country right now. And I understand that there's a lot of injustice going on in Ukraine. Um, but there's a lot of injustice. Is going there, on. Though? Well, yeah. 
somebody's doing bad things to the extent that people are getting killed. Somebody's doing bad things. Are people getting killed? Well, I, I, I guess I'll take their word for that. Uh, for that. I saw, um, I watched uh, Richard Engel on NBC before we went live and he was reporting from Ukraine and he was just reporting in front of dead Russian bodies. And I'm not saying that, that they are fake or anything. It's just, I can't remember a time where I've seen a reporter reporting in front of dead bodies before. Yeah. Even in the context of like the Iraq war or Afghanistan or any of these that we've dealt with for the last in recent decades, I've never seen just weird bodies hanging out behind a reporter on TV. Strange. It is strange. Um, why would they show us that? You know, they, they show you dead bodies only when it's convenient. Remember that little girl that was run over by the terrorist, the truck of peace in, in Sweden? Yeah. They wouldn't show that body. But then that little Turkish boy in Syria, like I had to see that kid's dead body like yeah. every day on the news for six months. It's like, what? you have to think, why would they do this? There's a lot of propaganda interest at play here. Man, I already oh. broke my own rule 50 times. We have so many questions. We're going to have to pick it up. Okay. Um, Admiral, Admiral Nechayev says, what do you think of Captain Picard's decision to not use Hugh the Borg as a bioweapon to destroy the entire Borg collective? He was programmed with a virus to proliferate through the collective and eventually destroy an extremely dangerous enemy. Picard decided against the plan for moral reasons. What would you have done in his position? I would have eradicated the entire species. They aren't human um, they didn't have human qualities. He just listened to Beverly and couldn't find his balls. A woman led to this Borg conflict. I want all of you Trekkers to remember this. <laughs> I'll just have to take your word for it because I, uh, I don't, I don't know the situation. Uh, Agnostic Noxic, uh, Gnostic says, "Sorry if the last was too spicy to read. What are the odds that Billy G scoops up a bunch of domestic farmland that collapses?" without Russian fertilizer for his food monopoly to force maggots down our intubated throats in the VR, uh, waggy K wagey KG. Oh, wage. Okay. Wagey KG mind control matrix crypto NFT hell world. This is very complex, but the idea is what if Bill Gates and his scooping of farmland is related to the fertilizer crisis coming out of, um, of Ukraine and, and Russia and I all think that's that. a really strong theory. Well, uh, I'm, I am never going to completely dismiss the idea that there are a lot of power centers much more intertwined than we realize. That's all I can say. <laughs> Chris M. Hey, faggots, your discussion about Dave Rubin sparked a long conversation with my coworker on our drive back to the office, and it got around to the following question. Is having a child right? I don't think it is. Right. What do you think? Oh, a right. Oh, that, that totally changes my yeah. answer. Is it a right? Of course not. Of course, it's not a right. I don't um, think that you even have a right to to shelter. I think that you have a right to so so few things, to so little. It's a, it's a very complicated question because that child has its own right to life. And my issue with the, the Ruben situation is I think that that child's right to its own life is, is at some level being forced into a situation that is not ideal for that child. It's being forced away from its own mother um, it's being, but that's the case for all families that are dysfunctional. Yeah. And I've had to think a lot about that. Like the principles that, uh, that bother me about this situation apply to more than just this situation, which yeah. uh, I've had to think a lot about, but man, is having a child a right? Um, 
to the ex- well, to the extent that it requires two, I would say no, because I can't have a child without another participant and no other participant is required to join me in that. It's a privilege. It's clearly a privilege. I can't, yeah, I can't say it's a right because if I don't have an unwilling participant, I, I would have to force someone else to, to do it uh, for me to, to, ha- to have that done successfully. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. And I, I don't think that I have a right to force someone else to create a child with me. Mm. And if sure it's, if do. it's not something that I do that I can do on my own, then it, it's clearly something beyond just my rights. Rapey, rapey. Hmm. Um, is that your answer? Yeah. I'm gonna, so I'm going to say no, but that's uh, okay. something I haven't thought about in detail. That's an interesting way to phrase it. Mr. Crescentstein, my wife and I have been watching her sister's four-year-old kid while they had a night out. While they were gone, the kid told us, Mommy's been crying a lot because of the baby. We asked, is that baby you? He said no. So we asked, what baby? He said the baby in her tummy and said something about the doctor taking it out. Mm. Now, I know a four-year-old is not going to be able to understand pregnancy or abortion. So where did he learn this? We're pretty sure she's had an abortion and her parents are extremely religious. I don't like her sister, so I don't mind telling them. Part of me feels like they have a right to know, and another feels like it's out of my business. I find abortion and murder to be one of the same. Her husband is a total lefty and is a total dumbass. What should I do? Uh, Matt decides, but I have to opine about this. Okay, Okay, so I'm not sure uh, I understand the situation completely. Can you rephrase it for me? And like, they were babysitting the sister's kid, the four year old kid, and the four year old kid said that mommy's been crying because they took a baby out of her tummy. Got it. Okay. And Um, but what's the question? Should he wants to know if he should tell? The grandparents. Oh, the parents of the suspected aborter are. Yes. Okay. First of all, a four-year-old kid, half the stuff that comes out of my four-year-old niece's mouth is like a stream of consciousness from things she's witnessed in reality, heard that nobody thought she was hearing. You know, it's they, they pick things up and then they repeat them. This is not evidence that he, she had an abortion. And it's also possible that she was pregnant and she had a missed miscarriage and then she had to yeah. have a DNC, in which case she's dealing with something traumatic. I don't think you have any right to tell the grandparents. You don't know for sure what's going on. Uh, yeah. E- even if you knew more conclusively uh, to the extent that you have a dispute with the person, and I'm not saying that you couldn't in this case. But I, I think that that person always deserves the benefit of direct confrontation. I would never advocate going yeah. around somebody to talk to somebody else unless let's put it this way. And it's a somewhat of an analogous situation. Let's say you find that your friend is cheating on his. You find out that your friend is cheating on his wife. And for me, I would feel like I would have an obligation to disclose that. I'm not going to participate in the cover up, you know, Um would but, you tell the wife? But I but I think you should go to the friend first and you should say, listen, man, you got to tell her or I, I can't participate in the in the hiding here. So. Uh, you should go talk to her if you don't. To me, I think this information is owed to her, but you got to yeah. talk to that friend first. This is sort of a situation. You can't just go around the back and divulge that information. Never without- go around the back. Heard it here. <laughs> also, would yeah. they take this kid's um, testimony at a trial? Like no fucking way. Uh, yeah, but, but should every, I mean, a, a criminal trial is a high burden, you know, should every just kind of uh, social conversation be a, a beyond reasonable doubt type thing. Yeah. This All is right. huge. The, 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 uh, I almost said replications. What, what is the word I'm looking for? Implications or implications of this. Mm. 
are huge. Should I just have a stroke? I just think, yeah, no matter what, you got to talk to the person with whom you have a, a conflict or a beef. Mm-hmm. Talk to that person first. Otherwise, yeah, just don't don't go to other people beforehand. Uh, and good luck. Charlie says, unless trans people are biologists, how do they know their gender? That's true. If <laughs> o- they have to be biology scholars. They do. Fair point. Thank you for that. World is a shit show. Blun. There seems to be early signs that Coeur d'Alene won't be a wonderful, freedom-loving, sanity safe space for Lon. There are placards in front of a muffin place proclaiming tranny life matters and such. To be fair, that was a leftist agitator that put it in front of this well-known conservative business called Davis's Donuts. Huh. Now that the housing prices are through the sky, only people can afford houses. Here will be rich shit libs. Lib shits. Um... Once depravity is normalized or even tolerated, it would be impossible to turn back your thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to do here. Um, so I moved here before it exploded and bought a bunch of real estate. And so now it's like, should I liquidate and move somewhere else? But I don't want to do that either because it's like I'm sick of moving. I've lived here for almost four years. Ramifications. Ah, there it is. There you go. I lived here for almost four years and um I'm not super impressed. Do I want to spend the rest of my life here? I don't think so. I can't believe you're not super impressed with something. That is a (laughs) shocking revelation. I mean, I know cities are out, but like this can't be the best that we can do here. Coeur d'Alene's pretty cool. I think Uh, I haven't spent a ton of time there, but I could, I could certainly settle in that place and be plenty happy. I think. But there's Sears catalog houses they're selling for a million dollars. And it's, it's like people next door are parked on their fucking lawn. Yeah, like, it's, this it's, is a podunk town. And well, the winters are brutal. No, dark. they're not. No, they're not. Yes, they are. The, you get the, at least like crystal clear skies. It's gray. Yeah. And sad. And it lasts forever. But it's not that cold is what I'm talking about. Like, So what? Yeah. I, I can deal with cold. It's the it's the endless gray. It's it was fine in factor. Seattle. Yeah, because I was yeah. smoking weed every day. But it gets dark here at like four o'clock all winter. Yeah, that's how it is here too. <clears throat> um, anyway. I don't know. I just, this cannot be the best I can do. Hogue says, Katanji, I haven't heard it said yet, but what if she just sees disparities in law? Or what if when she sees disparities in law, she's just lenient? Take the possession of marijuana or a firearm into account and someone loses their entire life over these possessions. These uh, people would walk under KBJ. Maybe leniency is not a bad thing. Neuter the reoffending pedos. Thoughts? Um, if, if they had made that argument, I don't know that, it, that that's true or not. But if she came to the table and said, you know, in general, I think that the sentencing guidelines are overly harsh and uh, for reasons X, Y, and Z. And on that basis, that, yeah. I you can look at my record and I have tended to sentence various offenders for all sorts of crimes uh, below what the sentencing guideline recommended, because this is my thinking on that. Um, you may you may pick out these child porn cases, but the, but this is part of a broader philosophy that I have on crime that I could explain. I don't know that I would agree, because I I, I don't it's this leniency on on child porn and stuff, and this acting like it's no big deal and it just kind of happens to anybody. That's not something I can fully understand or, or agree with, but when I can at least have some, uh, I suppose base level respect for is if you can articulate a consistent philosophy to me and your reasons for it, I don't have to agree with it to understand it. She didn't really articulate a coherent philosophy on it. It was just, 
they did an okay job of talking about how the child porn laws in particular are bad. Yeah. But then they went off the rails with these nonsensical arguments about how you can send 10,000 images in 15 minutes and stuff. If the, if that was the argument made, I would listen and perhaps there would be a philosophical justification for what she's talking about. The trouble is that's not the argument she made, but, um, but yeah, you should be her PR person. Uh, Hogue. She probably would have done better. doesn't matter though. Uh, Susan Collins out today saying she is voting in favor of uh, Katanji. So it's done. It's a done deal. It's happening next week. I think. Couldn't that stroke have killed her? Was it a stroke? <laughs> I don't know. I just know I'm not allowed to make fun of her voice. Uh, Matt and Biden made love writing on the Rubin question. Is it better for an orphan child to be raised by the state or by a homosexual couple, assuming the latter are held to the same standard as heteros? I don't know. They're going to get raped in both those situations. So who fucking knows? (laughs) I don't know if I'll go that far, but, um, you know, my answer would be best interest of the child. And I, I'm in, in a situation, as far as I understand, say like take Dave Rubin's situation, I'd be comfortable betting that an orphan child, an adopted child would probably be better off in, uh, in that household than in the custody of the state. That for said, sure. yeah. I don't know that for sure. Um, and I don't necessarily mean that in the Ruben context. I mean that just broadly speaking, when I say best interest of the child, part of the trouble here is that we don't actually have a lot of objective information on this. What happens to children when they go into these non-traditional households, uh, for example, we, you can't it's forbidden in academic research. There's a little bit of it, but in general, unless you conclude it's the best thing ever for the kid, it's one You're of those kind of academically blacklisted things. So does it make sense to me intuitively that 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 a home like that could be better for a kid than in the custody of the state? Yes. But do I know that for sure? No, because we don't really have a lot of aggregated information. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I I, and I don't don't want to just say I don't want to say, well, it's definitely the best interest of the child without having some kind of objective measure for that. I just don't know. I don't know if it is. I'd like to think that it is, but I have no idea. Yeah. And you'll never get that data. Probably not. This is from Daft Skunk. Dear Blonde, the average female is aroused by being physically dominated both in and out of the bedroom. Could this desire for physical domination be considered a kink? And would it be square with the biblical conception of a healthy sexual relationship between men and women? I think that by definition, it is not a kink. A kink is something that falls outside the, it falls on the margins of sexually acceptable behavior. And I think that all women, even women that are lesbian, like this, this thing of like, liking being dominated is pretty much standard the kink would be to be like a dominant woman Hmm. and is it square with biblical concept of a healthy relationship yeah of course i think that where i would draw the line is like you know getting beat up and stuff like that all right uh next up is cheesemaker matt and blonde what do you two think uh what do you two think of what happened at the oscars uh, this past sunday with will smith assaulting chris rock on stage how was he not escorted out after he did that could you imagine if will smith was a white actor what the backlash would be well the question presumes fake now yeah i mean if you you have to presume that it was a real authentic action but you're on team fake i think so officially okay uh i (laughs) i would I wonder what would have happened. Let's say that white guy goes up there and smacks him in the same way. 
Is it, I guess my question is, was it a racial privilege that Will Smith enjoyed or was it just a Hollywood privilege in general? I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure both forces kind of combined, but I could certainly envision a situation where some high profile actor of a different race gets away with it too, because that's just the way Hollywood works. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my speculation would be a lot of people could have got away with it. Not just Will Smith or not just a black guy. Maybe I'm wrong in that, though. Michael Schlecht, spice alert with a wide variety of species existing amongst different organisms and animals, ants, dogs, beetles, fungi, etc. It's clear that we can recognize differences at that species level. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Darwin's writing suggests that we evolved from single-cell organisms to the myriad of species uh, we see throughout this planet. Would it stand to reason, then, that those who subscribe to Darwinism should be fine with stereotyping humans based on race? Of course. Um, and I don't think you really need to subscribe to Dar- Darwinism. I think that um, even your staunchest creationists can't deny that there is uh, microevolution. I, I, for one, do not believe in macroevolution, but microevolution uh, clearly exists as um, self-selection weeds out the, the weak amongst a species. Now, I don't know we how talk anybody about that sometime because I'd be curious to know your thoughts on that distinction, macro versus micro and how they're divided. But we clearly don't have time for that right now. I would say well, I don't think that that complex intellectual uh, species like humans and chimps evolved from a single cell organism that that entire concept doesn't make sense to me. However, when you look at the evolution of a single species over time, uh, you know, the giraffes with the shortest necks die out because they can't reach the, mo- the most nutrient rich food and things like that. The, the cl- microevolution clearly exists within individual species. Oh, like OK. So you're talking about like survival of the fittest within species, but not necessarily as the origin of all species. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what I believe. Um, and of course, that happens um, in humans as well, except for in recent modern times when dysgenic activity has been somehow favored in terms of procreating. Um, I, I don't know how anybody could deny, could look at a Kenyan person running through the desert and not deny that racial uh, cell selection bias uh, and how, how that doesn't affect subsequent generations. I don't know how you could even deny that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it well, it's. Clearly, it's not just divided by race. You can divide by all sorts of demographics. You're going to find differences across groups. On average, um, it doesn't matter whether you're talking physical capabilities, intellectual capacities, anything. For some reason, it gets very, very controversial the second that you introduce race when it's maybe not as controversial when you're talking about, I don't know, age. Gender is controversial, but not as controversial. Um, So I, I think it's because people get uncomfortable with the idea that those differences necessarily uh, create like a value judgment on the individual. I think that's where people people are afraid of the next conclusion, I suppose. But it never means that people are different in terms of their rights. Yeah. We don't all have to be equal in talent to be equal in our rights, but this has all been this has all been distorted and messed up. Our whole concept of equality as a country has been distorted away from equality with uh, before the law and equality in our rights to this like equality and outcome, equality of all abilities nonsense. I mean, I've had conversations with friends. There was one I had. I'll always remember. He was seriously trying to argue to me that everybody has the equal capacity to be intelligent. That's so stupid. That like that's 
clearly there are some kids just born smarter than others. Now, we can study hard. I think we can make ourselves more intelligent. That's retarded. Would he make the same argument about physical ability? You could put a gun to my head and tell me to run as fast and as far as a Kenyan, and it wouldn't matter. I'd be like, you have to shoot me. There's nothing I can do. But of course, I was uh, called a racist or something for this this conversation. But yeah, that's that's, so dumb. It's like I could have trained my entire life to play in the NBA. I would not have. I could definitely become a better basketball player than I am right? because I don't care about basketball, but there is, there's a certain natural ability that goes along with that, that I just wasn't born with. That doesn't mean that I don't, that I'm less value than an NBA player or vice versa. It just means individuals have skills, natural talents or skills they've developed and cultivated. That's okay. That's okay. Not everybody has to be exactly uh, anyway. So yeah, I don't, I, to the should it stand to reason that those who subscribe to Darwinism should be uncomfortable? It is a necessary conclusion. If you believe that different populations are going to adapt to the circumstances of their living conditions, obviously the living conditions on continent A are going to be different than continent B, and the yeah. populations are going to develop with specific abilities, skills, traits, whatever more advantageous than others. You yep. have to conclude that if you believe in Darwinism. Yep, yep, yep. Troy Boy, uh, this one's yours, actually. Um, okay. Recently, I saw Chained for Life, a film from 1952 starring real-life conjoined twins Daisy and Violet Hilton. Not a great movie, but it asked the audience an interesting question. One twin is definitely guilty of a murder, but the other twin is innocent. A guilty verdict would necessitate the death penalty. What would your verdict be? You can't do that to the innocent twin, obviously. Um... I don't know. I think in situations like this, you have to err on the side of caution. I've never thought of this. Do you have a right to put the guilty twin to death? No. Can you do that? And how do how do you imprison the guilty twin? Interesting. Yeah, I know that they had like a like a sex life too. So this I'm is a real. Sure they shared a vagina. Is this a real story or just a hypothetical? I don't think the murder is real, but I think okay. the question that the conjoined twins, Daisy and Violet. Um, no, they did not share a vagina. Well, if you if you accept the idea that unjust punishment for the innocent is unacceptable. I guess the, the question is, what's worse, punishing an innocent person or letting a guilty person get away? Yeah. And I tend to think that punishing innocent people is, is worse. worse. So I have to go with that. Yeah, agreed. Oof. As in not punishing the innocent, which I know means letting that piece of shit, guilty conjoined twin uh, off the hook or you know, maybe on the hook to her. That's right. I've Siamese seen twin. movie. Yeah. To, uh, the tragedy about this is that they would have been able to have been separated. Oh, they could. Like you could you could successfully surgically separate them. I think they were joined by the liver. Well, then the question is, do you have a right to do that to the innocent twin to go hacking up what is her body too? maybe, man, that's a difficult one. Fascinating, Um, but I got to keep it moving uh, because we still have a bunch more. Neutratus says it's a combination of uh, thank you, a shout out, an invitation to reminisce. I've met some uh, great people over listening uh, over the years of listening to the show. I've been to public and private events. I've probably been to over a dozen meetups in four to five states. Wow. 
And I've even met one of you still planning on buying you that beer soon, Matt. Yeah. Uh, send me an email. Of course. I'm sorry. We couldn't make it happen last time. The community you've built uh, here has a huge, has been a huge blessing to me and many of my now friends. Earnestly. Thank you. Uh, we're all going to make it one year ago, March 31st after her call. I slid into the DMs of one caller in particular who's become very important to me. I've since met her family. She's met mine and things are going very well. I appreciate you both for facilitating this in particular. The question part, what are some of your favorite memories from the show? Inside jokes, a moment or moments uh, where you were taken aback, how the whole endeavor was actually going to work out. How has the show changed or developed over the years in ways you didn't expect? Well, frankly, your your email is a testament to exactly that. The, 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 the relationships and the lives changed is the number one thing I would say that was never expected and is always appreciated. Um, I sat down to talk about the news six years ago or whatever it was, and... Um, it changed my life in the way in this in the same way that I, I hope it's changing yours. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, as far as a specific memory, I don't know. I think everything kind of changed after the RNC. Hmm. That was well, big. That, that was very early. That was our first was. summer of making the show. That's when I realized that this could be a, a real career choice. Uh, yeah, and we were both kind of in it too. Like yeah. we, we we had both made this this uh, this plunge. You know, like all right, we're just gonna ditch these kind of quote unquote real jobs that we have and we're going to go for it. Right. It was a real like make or break time then too. And it still is obviously, you know, like you got to put up and you got to produce because that's the way this sustains. But that was like, <laughs> that, that was, that was really real. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the bank account um, was, was v- v- drastically dwindling, you know? Yeah, and, um, yeah. and uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, that's not to say that, um, well, you know, it's it's always tough, you know, when you keep producing so that you can be in good position. But it's just the the way this show got started was was on the back of what I had saved. And I'm sure you'd say the same what I had saved for my old job. And that that drained nearly down to zero before I was able to pick it back up to something that's you know sustainable and been able to provide for my family and all that. So that's yeah. appreciated. Um, and the number one thing I'll always cite as um, like a real, a really meaningful moment for me too was uh, the interview of uh, Ian Petty, who was the yeah, brother of yeah. one of the um, one. Uh, his, his sister is Elena Petty, who was killed by Nicholas Cruz in the the school shooting in Parkland. And we talked to him. I can't remember how long it was after the shooting, but it was pretty close to the shoot. A few months for something that was so horrific for him to be able to talk about it as calmly and confidently as he was able to. I mean, it was just a, a demonstration to me of what good quality family can get through. And uh, that petty family is a really good quality family. They've yeah, endured they really something are. nobody ever should have to. Mm-hmm. And they're able to talk about it publicly in a way that I think is really helpful. And that conversation was, um, it was really memorable to me because it just go, it just, it taught me a lesson right there. It's like your job is to build a family that is strong enough to get through something like that. If you can yeah. do that, you have fulfilled your earthly purpose and that's true. Um, I won't forget it. And all new Tradista, all the best to you and your lovely yeah. lady. Lovely lady. I think this is, he's a male. I, I don't know. Lovely that person. <laughs> Whatever. Kitchen yeah. sink. Pop the question to my girl on Monday. She said, yes, we've talked about honeymoons in the States since cruise ships require the jab. We both like the idea of Western honeymoon. Asco, Asco, Alaska, Idaho, and Montana. <laughs> Are on the list, blonde. What suggestions would you have for honeymooners in Coeur d'Alene? Uh, the city sucks. Don't come here, uh, Matt. Same question for Bozeman, your area of Montana. 
Um, I have a lot of suggestions, but they are all outrageously expensive now. In fact, I was looking for some hotel accommodations for my wife's birthday in like three months. And a lot of like nicer hotels with pools and cool accommodations. They're creeping on a thousand dollars a night just in this town. What the hell? So if I was going to advocate, I mean, I'd, I'd have to know what your budget is because even an a night in a lot of the places in this town are just, it's just outrageous. But if, if money is, is not an obstacle, um, if you're staying in Bozeman, the place that we want to check out is uh, it's called the armory downtown. It's a new hotel and they have a, a pool on top of the hotel. It's like a seven story and that looks really cool. But I just checked out the prices and thought, all right, that, <laughs> uh, that, that will not be happening. Another place though, if you want a more like, out in the sticks um, experience that it, 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 closer to Yellowstone out of the city, but still really cool accommodation um, that is like out of this world. Awesome is uh, Sage Lodge in Paradise Valley. Really cool spot uh, out on the Yellowstone River. There are some spots like that. Those those two are going to cost. Um, but if you are looking for something that's more affordable and you could still get the experience of coming here. I would say, try to find like an Airbnb and say like Belgrade or Manhattan, you could get something maybe a little more realistic, uh, a little more reasonable, and you could still have the experience in town without forking over like an insane thousand dollars for a night. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, so it would be on a range of those things. Anyway, did you, you have Coeur d'Alene recommendations? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I think you can get some pretty good deals at the uh, resort out here. Um, that's what I would probably do. And then I can give you some restaurant suggestions. I, I would go to Sandpoint, honestly. Hmm. Is it cheaper up there? Is everybody moving in there, too? No. Oh, God. Can't even get a hotel in this damn town anymore. <laughs> Salty chocolate cummy bear. Oh. Hypothetically speaking, do y'all think the liberal establishment would pursue election manipulation for the 2022 midterms with the same intensity they would have? Thank you for that. In the 2020 election, had it not been for the freest and fairest election in the history of ever. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really curious because if they come out and they go bold again and just if they go bold for the first time, because this has never happened before and they really pull a rabbit out of their hat and pull an election result that nobody believes i i don't think that that's politically sustainable i i yeah. i think that that's people aren't going to go along with that so do they just accct that the midterms are in the loss column for them or do they go for broke not I again but go you know for what I mean. broke okay. hmm. um blonde's mom matt if you had to choose between keeping the current political structure of the usa as it is or replacing it completely with blonde <laughs> as empress with absolute oh power my. What would you choose? Oh, oh man. Uh, I feel like I'm disrespecting you, but can you blame me for having some pause or caution about giving you absolute power to do whatever the hell you want? Yes. It clearly would be a better solution than what's happening now. The only reason this is a debate is because the current state of things is, is very poor. Um, I feel like it shouldn't be taking this long. Am I personally guaranteed safety with you as Empress or do I have no. to fight in your army? I don't know. I was, All right. I I'll go with the show. I'll go with the show. It can't get much worse, but there's got to be I'll go with you. But there's got to be a 
sunset clause, okay? You get X amount of time to fix it, then you're done. This is not a forever deal. Empress. No, no. Empress that was a question. for a defined period of time. Well then. <laughs> Chris to the J. Invention of States update officially reached number 19 with uh, SC House concurring, concurring to friendly changes made by the Senate. I will likely um, to be 20th past the Senate floor from committee before session ends in April. Pennsylvania, Ohio, year-long sessions will likely progress their res- resolutions further. Are you familiar with your state legislators' uh, session rules? I was surprised to learn that Montana and Texas legislators have no session in 2022. Does this become a problem with time-sensitive legislation? I don't I'm know not. the rules on this. Uh, I, I So you're saying you're surprised to learn that Montana doesn't have a session in 2022. Um, but I, I, I don't know what Montana's current status with the Convention of States is. I don't know that. I should look it up. I also don't know. I can't uh, even answer this. But I'm glad to see more states moving in that direction. And I have no excuse for not knowing my own state status. I should know that. Me Let me see too. what it is. Because um, that'd be a good thing to uh, talk to the old uh, the old state representative about. Uh, I don't see a status, so maybe I'll keep looking here and you if you can read the next question. Sure. Lost Crusader, continuing my thoughts from last week, I agree that our foundation for unity is the only is in the fundamental idea of why this country was brought into existence, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. But if unity in that regard isn't on the table, for example, due to leftists, lefties not being in that, not believing in that. And the right having no desire to entertain the thought of being lenient on pedophilia, then aren't our only options reduced to either a peaceful or a violent split? How would you imagine that scenario to play out? Yeah, I mean, we have precedent for an inability to secede by legal or really peaceful means. Um, how do I see that playing out? I mean, I just don't believe that leftists would be the formidable opponent that they want us to think they will be. Like, they, they're just they're going to engage in a war by fuckery, though. It's not going to be like they're going to line up with their ARs and, and try to defeat you in some sort of traditional military way. Yeah, they're going to defeat yeah. you with some weird underhanded bullshit. I know. Uh, so I, I don't want to say that they. Obviously, I like if it came to real conflict, I like our chances in the context of traditional warfare. In the context of whatever this is going to be, though, I just yeah. I just don't see it as guys um, grabbing rifles and shooting each other. I think it's going to be something more complicated. And they have I their ways so when they control a lot of power centers that way. Um, yeah. But that said, what a, a pe- to me, a peaceful split is the best possible solution. I would I would I know I'm all know. for Wouldn't it. That be Please great? tell tell me where to sign. But they just they won't let you go. So if you had to. If if a split is inevitable, as the questioner is asking, would I foresee that being uh, handled, you know, amicably by a contract or would I foresee that being handled by some sort of conflict, whether it's armed or otherwise? It's con. spoiler alert. Everything with these people is conflict. Everything. There is no shake hands and treat each other politely in any of their arrangements. So it's going to it's going to be a messy one, however it plays out. Um, I did look. It looks like they're still trying to raise support for the Convention of States in Montana. So it looks like we're behind. Um, Maybe I should uh, I should get in contact with some people because we should be supporting this. I'm not farting, guys. This is my chair. See the leather. Yeah, this is going to cause a problem. Um, That's the uh, Amy Schumer leather special chair. It's like her (sighs) outfit, you know. 
Richie, in honor of Walt Disney Company going full faggot, what's your favorite euphemism for those people? Mine has always been pickle puffer with honorable <laughs> mention to stump jockey and bum blaster. Those are good ones. Um, I I like your your classic faggot. That's just... It, it's You know how some words, they just get said a whole bunch and they kind of lose their effect? Is that what has happened with faggot? No, no. Faggot is always funny. It's just It's just a funny word, you know? It's just one of those words that just makes you chuckle every time you hear it. Yeah, all right. I like it. So it can't, it can't be beat. I can't. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Classic all right. Uh, we got through all the email questions. Actually, right about on time. We're about a half hour ahead of schedule. So that, that was a high volume, but we didn't do that bad, actually. Uh, thank you guys for your email questions. I appreciate it. Okay. And we'll just catch up with chat. We'll call it a night. Um, was the last? We're good on Tippy Stream. Sure. Are you good? Uh, just over on D Live, uh, Max. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Bill Biz, hilarious watching Biden's speech on pressing need. I read that one. Knuckle hunky buck. Um, I heard someone say Will Smith was defending her honor when he slapped Chris Rock, which leads me two questions: Who's honored, and who's on her? Hashtag Oscar. So like, funny. Hey there. That's true. I hadn't thought of that angle because it was the Oscars so white bit five yeah. six years ago. Was this Oscar so black? Is that what we just watched? Yeah. Uh, yeah try to get really. that hashtag going. Uh, see how well that goes. Um, Freaking sweet taco. Russian Major General uh, Ivan Smoletsky claims he was beaten up outside a Ukrainian bio lab by two Nazis. Oh, man. The attackers allegedly poured vodka and caviar over him and yelled, this is NATO country. <laughs> it's... I am not suicidal. Apparently it's been rough in custody for this particular uh, freedom yeah, really. fighter. Knuckle hunky buck. What color lipsticks do goat wears? Do goats wear? Yes, of course they go for the Amish women too. I know, right? Like, I don't really think that them being dressed modestly is going to stop them. Like these, uh, <laughs> these well, Afghan refugees are I, raping. There's like, only one way to know. I, like, what is the rape <laughs> rate in Afghanistan? Is it the same as yeah. uh, Western countries or is it different? Because they are pretty, as far as I understand, they like their women pretty modest around there. Uh, shouting from the cheap seats, Russian disinformation is dem slang for the truth. And the truer words have never been spoken. Mm. Incompetent hands by grab Thar's hammer. You will be avenged. Calvin Christensen, 2046. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's going to have to, uh, well, I'll, I don't, I don't have a, that's part of, that's what kind of dad am I? I don't have a hammer to pass down to him. I'm going to have to build a hammer and I'm going to have to trust that he's able to grow a beard that is more requisite of his Viking heritage and that yeah. he's going to be entrusted to restore proper order to this place through, I don't know, the means through which his ancestors did sail around in a boat and conquer things. That's going to be yeah, his destiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Phrase Frost says Bruce Willis has an aphasia diagnosis. His last mm. movie role will be Joe Biden and dude, where's my memory? <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> I, I did see that just before uh, we went live and... Again, a testament to the to the to the bit and why it was a good idea. And I'm glad people nudged me into it. It was all sorts of diehard references. And I thought, I know that movie. I know what they're talking about. Otherwise, I wouldn't have understood the Bruce Willis story at all. Um, sore loser in the morning, everybody, if we want to get more people on board, we must preach to the choir. Uh, go forth and hit him in the mouth. Thank you for your courage, Mountain Blonde. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for uh, uh, keeping <laughs> us on the air. I appreciate it. 
Chatting from the cheap, seat, cheap seats, uh, where was the stand with you Ukraine crowd when Azov and Pravi sector massacred Ukraine's ethnic minorities? Um, yeah, this is a, a politically motivated movement not based in actual current events, which is why Shocking. we can't talk about it freely because um, we don't really know what's going on. JVAL, you don't know the right of children as an individual, but I think non-individual rights exist. So a couple as a couple hmm. has the right to bear children, in my opinion. I can I can see that. Yes, I think that's a fair point. To the extent that they are consenting partners, um, I don't know that other people have a right to intervene in their bearing of children. Right. That said, in a situation like we we're talking about, where it's you're involving a third party, the egg donor, the surrogate mom, all of that. Um, I mean, this is really interesting. Like, like I said, my main beef with it is, is creating a life with the intent of removing that life from the mother, from the mother. because I think it's, how do I want to, you're putting the child in a position that is less than ideal for that child intentionally. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this in a way that's like, obviously the child didn't consent to it, but the child doesn't consent to anything at that point the child doesn't consent to its own creation like its own conception would be viol a violation of its right. rights in that way which is a bizarre thing to say um i don't know i've had to put a lot of thought to this and i still don't have it completely ironed out in my head because it's it's complicated obviously but I, I agree with you that to the extent that you have well, I, I like a, a, a couple intent on creating a child together, I guess, has that right. This is something different than that because there are additional parties involved beyond just those two. Do you yeah. have a right to that or are they different things? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is a good question to um, to think about. I mean, I there's this girl that I love on YouTube, uh, Taylor R., and she just had a baby through IVF. She had major fertility issues with her husband. Like I look at the way that she looks at that baby. It's like, I, I feel like I have no right, even though I disagree with the modes of conception, like I have no right to, to be like, she, she shouldn't have that. That baby shouldn't exist. But there's gotta be some limitation to that. I've, I've heard some people. I think you need to use all the embryos. That's really the distant, my thing with IVF. Maybe, maybe that I don't fully understand all everything that goes into that biologically or technologically. And I've heard people push back and say, well, what's the alternative? Would it be better for those kids in this situation? Um, in the, in the Ruben situation or the situation you're talking about, would it be better if they just didn't have a life? It's like, well, I mean, now they're no. lives. And they, so they deserve lives, protection. So yeah. But, but if it's just that we should, that every, every, if that's the only principle by which we operate, why wouldn't we just create a million test tube babies? Because after all, those lives are better than not having that life. Or do we have some obligation to those lives that's beyond the mere creation of them? Is there some additional thing that we owe them? And I think that there is. And I think that's what this arrangement is lacking. And that's why it bothers me. There's something that's owed to those children that is being withheld from them intentionally, not accidentally, not by circumstance intentionally. And that's what bothers me about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the situation you're talking about is a little bit different, I suppose, because there's some, there's no, well, there's the choice to create the life, but there's no, there's no thing that's, that that's the child's that's being taken away from it. I suppose in the situation that you're talking about, although I guess it is being, who's the mom, who's the, 
the biological uh, like mom. a great set of parents nuclear family married couple but as far like who's the biological mother of her that child? she is it's just someone else carried it no she did ivf with her oh it's just ivf yeah oh well that's i think that's quite a bit different than this is that's not of course but i'm saying like the process of ivf i don't think that's my hang up with this no i don't that, i don't think it's mine either it's the intentional removal of children from their mothers i also don't really think i have an issue with surrogacy well i've had to think a lot about that because i think that my issue with this yeah it goes into those areas like is surrogacy itself wrong because of some of the principles that i'm talking about here I don't know if you if you're the egg donor is the biological mother, then you're not removing the baby from the biological mother. Yeah. So maybe not. Maybe it's not all surrogacy. The problem that we have with this is clearly the gay thing. Well, yeah, it's it's the removal of the child from its mom so that the child fits into a lifestyle. And and it, I, what is the is the priority the lifestyle or is the priority the best interest of the child? And to me, but the this, child exists now and it's their biological children. So that kind of, is kind of moot. Well, it does exist now, but it does have a mom and a dad that the both of those children have a mom and a dad, but the moms are being intentionally erased with the willing participation of the moms. But the I don't moms even, don't want them. I know, the but th- but that's that's my point, too. Is it wrong to create a life with the intent of Im- the the intent of abandoning it, the intent of letting it go? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to like again, as we talked about before, I'm not trying to just roast Ruben. I, I have a. a huge degree of respect for him. And this is not like a personal attack. It's a discussion of the principles at play here. But I think that that other side of it deserves just as much scrutiny that there are women who are the mothers of these children creating those lives with the intent of, again, disregarding the role of mother in that relationship, which I also find to be a problem. It's not just what they're doing. It's I have a, I have a problem with everybody participating in, I have a problem with the the principles that are being violated by this arrangement. Again, I don't want to make it a personal thing that could, you can make these characters, anybody. It's not about who they are as people. It's about the principles that are at stake here. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, knuckle hungy book, Matt, if your friend thinks everybody has the capability of being equal, does he think people in wheelchairs are just lazy? But it was specifically that <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, but it w- that conversation was specifically regarding intellectual capacity. Yeah. It was just that everybody has basically a blank slate mind when they're born and that everybody could be a complete moron or Einstein. It is only how good of a school you go to or how challenging and intellectually rigorous your upbringing is that decides if you're a genius or an idiot. And of course, your upbringing matters. Of course, there's a range that we all could occupy, but clearly some people are born smarter than others. That, of course. That, that, that's a ridiculous assertion. But that they aren't. Otherwise, um, yeah. Matthew Riley, Blonde, how do you square your racial views with Catholicism? Um, I'm not really sure that my racial views are at odds with Catholicism. Where I get hung up with the thing in Catholicism is that all souls are equal, which I don't, I don't have an issue with that in terms of race. It's in terms of... Uh, past demonstration of obvious evil so like from my catholic perspective i have to believe that the soul of my daughter is valued the same as ted bundy's (laughs) are you fucking serious are you serious well i guess you'd have to tell me about the teachings are they 
is it that all souls are born with the same value and that your your deeds can make your soul deserving of punishment or not or is it that even after the because you can repent for any litany of horrific crimes up to the moment of your death (coughs) no but i guess that now that i think about it i guess that's true you're what you're talking about i conceptualize as the rights i suppose your rights do remain the same even when you commit horrific crimes it's just that the punishments laid upon you are just so right but that's that doesn't matter because because uh (laughs) speaking of i know because god cares about our souls equally okay and i get hung up on that but the racial thing i I don't really think that that i have an issue with that in terms of um catholicism chris chang i want to get my ccw permit the courthouse requires masks but the other courthouse i went to yesterday to get my old ccw not a one person had a mask in the building the counties are next to each other that's what i want to hear congratulations and uh good on you for getting that i had to get mine renewed and i went in i think it was february 7th and i don't have to take any more tests or anything it just expired i just need a renewal and i got an email from the sheriff's office yesterday that it's finally ready to be picked up uh almost two months later and they said due to staffing shortages you can only come in monday tuesday wednesday between these very slim hours jesus christ man i just i had to pay you guys to fill out paperwork there was no additional you know testing or certification or background checking or any of that needed uh it's just county paperwork and it was <laughs> i went in there and i, I talk, i'll be quick because i know we're up against the clock but i talked to a, a sheriff's deputy i said i just i just need to do a concealed carry uh renewal who do i talk to to do that and he said oh you, you can uh here's the paperwork for it um you just need a copy of your existing permit and i said okay great here's mine can i make a copy oh no no, no we don't do that here i said are you fucking serious dude this Take is two nothing but, be so easy. This, this is just a job i'll pay you like i'll legit I'll, i don't care what it costs no, I have to go down to the Kinkos like a mile away and pay 30 cents to copy these things and then bring it back in. And then I had filled out the paperwork in the meantime, but I had signed it at the bottom. He said, well, that's going to be a problem because I didn't witness you sign it. Because you have to so, be notarized. Yeah. yeah. So he had to witness me sign. So there was that angle, too. So back to our caller earlier. Um, yes, I, I immediately became anti-police because that guy was a real <laughs> son of a bitch. I just... I don't even, to be fair, I don't even need it in this state anymore. I just like to have it just one for gun purchases. It makes that a little more quick and efficient, but two, you go to another state that, that might honor it. It becomes relevant then too. Yeah. So that's the only reason why, (sighs) but okay, we're good. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As always, it is much appreciated. And thanks for um, letting us uh, out of here a little bit early tonight. Um, I I will try not to make a habit of it, but, you know, sometimes situation demands it. And um, I'm just glad to be around and not gored by a bison. And I hope that you'll be able to recover from your health condition, whatever it is that ails you uh, in the meantime for the Sunday show. So. Uh, We'll talk about whatever happens between now and then on Sunday, I'm sure. And if you're looking for anything else show-related, you want to find more to listen to, you want to send us a message, you want to find the latest episode of the show, just head on over to the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Find everything show-related there, and we will see you on Sunday.